Welcome to the Broken Token Podcast. Well, Whitney, it's been a bit since we've sat down. I mean, it's been a hot minute, hasn't it? Yeah, they say that this is just like riding a bike, and so we're going to have to prove that all over well, again. That, because that explains why both my knees are scuffed <laughs> up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, real quick, hang on. Is this thing on? It's, it's on. on, right? Yeah, okay, fair I enough. I don't know if they can. Well, I didn't want to, you know, pop the mic or anything like that, because uh, yeah, especially after uh, a prolonged absence like this, that would just be rude, and I and I just don't want to do seems that. Like you know? Seems like something I'd do. Well, you know, it's hey, it's all good. It's almost New Year's. It's almost uh, time to turn over the fresh leaf. So I, I figured I'd start a little early, but. Buddy, you are right. It has been a hot minute since we have sat down here in front of uh, these microphones, no I, I, doubt. People were kind of probably wondering if we were going to get 102 out. And yeah. Yes, here it is. <laughs> we're going to violate your ears one more time. One, one more time. Before New Year's. Yeah, they were wondering, probably wondering, uh, well, is 101 this one song? It's like, no, no, no. It has n- absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with that. Uh, I will say, uh, and I do want to say this uh, straight up front, had quite a few people reach out on social media, either uh, on, I, I, I got it either via Facebook Messenger or Twitter, and want to thank everybody who was, you know, just kind of inquiring, hey, hey, are you guys okay? Or you're, you're going to record again, right? The show's not over. And it's like, no, 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 the show's not over. Yes, we're going to record again. Yes, we're Okay. Thank you, thank you, and thank you, but we'll get into that just here in a minute because uh, a lot of that was on me, but we'll, we'll talk about that here very shortly. I say I have to uh, laugh a little bit. When we were setting up to record, I asked Whitney, I said, hey, did, uh, did you hear from anybody? Because <laughs> how did I put it? Um, I'm not very sociable. Yeah. Or you said, like you that. said of the two, you're far more social yes, than me. That's and it, it's that's like, right. that's okay. It's fine. I don't mind that. You know, I mean, I got a couple texts yeah. here and there, but, uh, I figured if there was one of the two of us that had an in, it was going to be you. Yeah. I, I did wind up hearing from quite a few people and, uh, and it was, I, I'm not going, I, how, how can I say this so, so that it doesn't sound bad? It's like, I, I was I was actually relieved to hear from so many people in the fact that they cared, and that was awesome. And I never really. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did that come across? You, oh, uh, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it is our first time podcasting. Talk you know. about riding a bike. I just, yeah, you I, just fell off. I just fell off of it. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, I've only used this mic stand for, I don't know, eight, eight years. Eight years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's thud. But, but no, I will say it was it was great to hear from so many people. Uh, not that I liked having the hiatus that we had, but it, it was definitely uh, kind of good for the soul, I guess, to hear from so many people and to hear that they cared and that they wondered what was going on. And, and I told quite a few people what was going on didn't get into it in any great amount of detail but for everybody that i talked to that asked they they said oh yeah certainly understand so um so yeah so to everybody thank you so much it's it's good to know that that people care so whitney i guess we've had a little time i've had a little time i can give you a rundown of what i've kind of been up to and some of my recent discoveries yeah it it would be best if you did because mine's going to for for everything that you accomplished mine is mine's going to be a different set of different a different different angle a different angle so yeah let's uh, yeah let's let's work through some updates here because uh, updates make me happy is what (laughs) updates do 
So one of the things I've been trying to figure out for the last month or so is a, oh, yeah. is a new arcade travel kit. Yeah. So for I don't know how long I've had, <laughs> and we we covered this on we, one of the shows. We did, and, of, and you know something? I even got into mine last night to break out my portable solder station because I had to do some soldering work inside my house last night. And I even lamented the way that I've got mine set up and thought, I need to revisit this. But well, but anyway, I don't want to steal your thunder. The, you you go. The case that you have, it's like a like an aluminum sided type deal. It opens from the top. Did, mm-hmm. Didn't that come from Harbor Freight here? No, it was well, I had that and then uh the insides of it wound up coming apart. So mm-hmm. I switched to a craftsman case that is a stackable tool case yep. and it, it has a collapsible a collapsible handle that you can pull up and then it kicks back on two wheels mm-hmm. so no, you, no, exactly you can, you can pull craftsman it dewalt mm-hmm. uh, exactly all of them make yeah, the, it's that like, style it's yeah. like that latch that it ha- it's like a latch top tub is what yeah. it is i really like it because you can drag it around like a piece of luggage at an airport you know it, it's it's like that but you have to dig into it from top down yes. and, that, and and i'm telling you i'm not a, that big a fan of that anymore so th- that's that's what i've run into and in trying to revamp and yeah this is as much for ideas so yeah. okay what i've used forever is a um i don't even know how to describe it but it's like a suitcase form factor and it's available from harbor freight here <laughs> yeah. in the u.s and if you were to, I mean, I, I'm sure I can find the modern, the, the equivalent of what they have now and throw it in the show notes so people can see it. But imagine, you know, your classic suitcase and then it's got an insert in the top of it with a bunch of little pockets where I put all my nut drivers and small screwdrivers and the stuff I just like need quick access to. Yeah. The bottom has a, I was going to say a set of dividers, but they don't divide very well, uh-huh. especially with, with some tools in there. They start to kind of pop out of the, the little grids, yeah, the form yeah. factor. Yep. But what you've, at the end of the day, the advantage to the thing is it's not super deep. It's broad, mm-hmm. wide mm-hmm. suitcase form factor. So uh, when you're dealing with what's basically a bunch of relatively small hand tools, yeah it, it there's not a lot of digging yeah because there's not a lot of depth yeah yep. everything's right there and it holds a lot in that space it is handy it is it, now let me ask you this though how has yours held it's up not. over the that's years? my problem and that is the that that right there is the sole reason why i got rid of my harbor freight case yeah. because the dang thing fell yep. apart I, is what it did i abuse them i'm yeah. on my third or maybe fourth one in in several years okay and every subsequent one has uh, lasted a shorter amount of time. Uh huh. Yeah. Mine didn't even make it a year before the before the the hinges got bent and it wouldn't close right. Yeah. And I'd have to hold I'd have to hold my tongue right and then and then I'd, I'd have to like apply equal pressure at two different kind corners of to, fold up. to get it yeah to get to get it square so that it would so that it would actually fall within its its latching range and then once you got it latched you could tell that those latches were holding on for dear life because yeah. the whole thing wanted to bust wide open I, again and I, I think what i think what we're doing with it is we're because of everything i just described yeah we're packing them heavy oh i definitely pack mine heavy and yeah. it's it's we're just overloading them because the, the yeah. one that i've got now they quit making the style that i had had prior yeah 
and it's very similar, but yet it's different. Yeah. I didn't have it a week and I went to pick it up and the handle just ripped right off of you, it. You know what? And I'd never had that happen. Yeah. That, that was a new failure mode for me. Yeah. That's not our fault. That's, that, that's the suitcase's fault. Yeah. You well, know that. I mean, we're not at fault. We no, may load no. them heavy, but that's not our fault. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> hey, look, I didn't see a weight rating hey, on that. Hey thing. man, if it didn't, if it didn't realize what it was in for, it shouldn't have been on the it shelf. Have, you know, it shouldn't have signed up as a suitcase. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, the, the thing that's got me is I've I've actually they're upstairs now I've I've purchased two different toolboxes and looked at I don't know how many toolboxes oh, I can't wait in to between. see these yeah. well I, I I've I've loaded them uh-huh. not liked them and unloaded them and went back to the case oh man really and, and what I'm running that's into di- is that's disappointing it is I was hoping for a breakthrough no, on this topic no. yeah. well I might have but okay I might be getting there but what I'm running into is because you're dealing with a myriad of small hand tools. Everything that I'm finding basically retail is for uh, almost like construction type of a situation where you're going to have larger hand tools, automotive type tools. You're going to have drill drivers. You're going to have electric impacts. You're going to have bigger tools. And there's just no there's no setups of configurations available with like a series of inserts with pockets or cubbies that I can just put a row of nut drivers and 14 screwdrivers. Yeah, yes. And, yes. Uh, uh, otherwise I'm just dumping them in a box. Well, and I'm digging. Okay. It, yes. And I'm in the same boat. And, and here's the other thing that I have run into is that over the past couple of years, and you know something, we've not really revisited hand tools in quite some time, so this this, it's, this probably isn't the time or the place, but I'll, I'll do a miniature version of it anyway. I don't know who you prefer as your hand tool vendor of choice, okay, for your, so- for your sockets, your ratchets, your pliers, your screwdrivers, and everything like that, but I have standardized. Okay. Okay, I have, and I have uh, been spending a fair amount of your money on getting standardized, okay, okay. over time, and I have, uh, I have come to really, really enjoy the tools from a company called Tekton, T-E-K-T-O-N. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. You're yeah. familiar with Tekton. Yeah. I love me some Tekton tools. They they are very, very good. And so I have been trying to find tool, tool organization and tool transport solutions that will work well with the Tekton wrenches, the socket sets, the ratchets, the, the screwdrivers and everything like that. And what's really frustrating, Brent, is that, I mean, a number one, a number two, and a number three Phillips head screwdriver, the handles, they're not consistent across manufacturers. Nope. And what you get that may hold some really cheap Harbor Freight does not hold something nice or vice versa. And so then I just throw up my arms in anger because it's like, it doesn't matter how much, how many tools I buy, I'll never get where I want unless I start to standardize on my tools and then find something for that brand of tools and not shift away from it. So dude, now I'm kind of locked into Tekton, but I don't really mind that, you know? <laughs> so anyway, that so that's where I'm at. I, in the travel kit, and so I put a link in the show notes of the current version of the aluminum type case that I've used. Uh, and I say current version because the the last one I bought is that, and the ones I've had prior uh, weren't that kind of a dark finish. 
Yeah. They were more of a bright side and, okay. the, and the case itself was squared off. Okay. But I, yeah, I've got, I've shot like sheet metal screws in this to keep it from opening up <laughs> and the handle ripped off in a week. Get your Brad nailer yeah, out. I, just I mean, to it's just been, it. it's yeah. been a mess. Yeah. I, I, and it looks good. Okay. And we'll, we'll put the but, link but, and in the I'm, show I'm notes. I'm surely overloading it. Well, I, I know I am. Well, but that, again, that's not your fault. Um, <laughs> it looks good. Is that like, well, I, ha- I have more checks. I can just continue to I write checks. I can just checks. continue to write them because I haven't run out yet. Yeah. People are like, what's a check? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's this thing we use here in Kentucky. Oh, too. my yeah. gosh. Anyway, yes. So, uh, but to, to, to address your Tekton tool comment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when it comes to the tools that are that are generally in my travel case yeah it's a mixture of inexpensive Uh and nice and the nice that the nicer tools are like my nut drivers Uh, i've got craftsman hollow chef nut drivers i have i think it's greenly uh magnetic extended you know five sixteenths and quarter inch nut drivers super handy on pinball machines uh some relatively nice um, uh, Phillips screwdrivers and then but but in the bigger picture and, and I just hate to have been this way I, I'd be heartbroken if it was if that someone decided they liked that tool case more than I did yeah, and the tools. I, I, I know and but, there it goes but at most I would be out of a relatively small number of what I would deem expensive tools okay okay and that logic is sound, all right? But don't you always have some envy of your better tools at home when, you, when you're when oh, you out yeah. working on stuff? And it's like, why am I using this travel case of tools for 90% of what I do, and I have the cheapest tools in here that I own, and I, and I continually have a subpar experience due to cheaper tools because i don't want to lose my good tools and yeah and it, i mean it, it's it's like this where, chicken and egg scenario where so, and some things have transitioned over time yeah and where i feel that the most is a good set of needle nose pliers uh-huh. yeah. and definitely if i'm doing something that requires uh, a socket mm-hmm. uh, because what i what i've got in there is a small selection and these things are terrible whitney it just in general, not just the ones I have. The ones I have are actually nicely made, but the concept is terrible. Yeah. It's a combination socket where it's each oh, yeah. socket yeah. Th- is... Those things never work yeah, out, it's man. simultaneously it, yeah. a metric and a standard. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't work out. Dude, they were sold on TV, and it's, there's a reason <laughs> that you know that that's where they wound up. But I get where you're I coming even, from. I don't even know where I got them at. Yeah. But in the, in the rare instance where I do need a socket where I'm messing with something that large. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine for tightening a head down. It's mediocre at best for putting a set of pinball legs on. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm doing something that needs a socket, whether it's a boxing machine or I, I don't, I just, I don't know, pick something. Yeah. yeah um, I get it. I'm, I'm putting a seat on like a driver or something and someone's replaced it, replaced the hardware with just hex head bolts. You know, it, it's, it's horrific. And, and that's where a new tool solution would afford me the ability to carry, you know, a nicer socket set. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, a set of metric and a set of SAEs, you've, 
They're they're highly underrated. I'll say that. So what I've recently, I, mean, I didn't think I was going to get this much mileage out of this topic, but I, I mean, you can tell I'm keenly interested. Well, I, been, it, well, I'm passionate about it as yeah. well because if there's something that I live and die by at at my house is the quality of my tools because man i'm the only one that does any any of that type of work at my house and you've got to have good tools now here i don't standardize on a tool Uh uh-huh but i i have i mean i'm not talking and this is debatable this is this is the ultimate ford chevy dodge conversation which is better I mean, I'm not going snap on and I don't have a Mack oh, no. truck dealer oh, no. pull up in here. No, 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 but no, 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 no. You don't I'm, do that. I'm looking at. That's just spending a whole lot of yeah, money. I've got craftsman tools. Mm-hmm. I've got, I just went completely blank. What's here in the U.S. We've got Home Depot and that, what's their premier tool? It's, oh, uh, at Home Depot? Yeah. I don't know. I've not bought tools at Home Depot. Oh my gosh. It just, um, it just. It lows, it's cobalt. Co- that's, that's what I'm okay. thinking. Low, lows and cobalt. Yeah, it's cobalt. I, I like lows. the, the, I just, if, uh, every one of the t- cobalt tools I've seen, I felt that they've been constructed well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've, got, I've got cobalt tools. I've got a lot of those. I've got, I do have some snap on stuff. I've got um, some, uh, um, I mean, I, I've got Williams, which has, which have, they have not been around. I don't think Williams has been around forever. These are, these are, you, you want to talk about long lived tools. These are very nice hand tools, sockets, combination wrenches, things I got from my grandfather. Oh, I see. That other than maybe a little aesthetic difference, because a lot of your modern tools have a very rounded finish these days. Yeah. Uh, maybe other than a little aesthetic difference, I mean, these tools look like they just came off of a, off the dealer's truck. Yeah, got it. A, w- within a couple years, yeah. and they came from my grandfather. Yeah, okay. And they were production used where where he used to work. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I I've if if I'm doing something on it out in the garage, I'll pick those up and I use them all the time, and they go and go, they're yeah. quality tools. Quality tools. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily have a favorite or a standard here at home. I I look for what I need and who's got a good version of that. Yeah. Well, the reason that, and, and I totally get that. I, I think the reason that I have kind of gravitated or standardized on Tecton is because, number one, the tools are insanely good quality. They've got a great warranty. And <laughs> don't think me trite by saying this, <laughs> but anything that I'm missing, I can go up on their website and order it, and it shows up in two days. And it's always, always better than anything I'll get at Harbor Freight. And it's just the, it's just the way it is. I, I mean, I'm well, sorry I have to, to say look, that. I, I've, I've seen Tecton in in retail stores in little fits and spurts i've uh-huh. never even thought honestly to look at their website so oh, I have yeah to go check them yeah out. yeah you have to it's just t-e-k-t-o-n.com tecton.com and uh what's great is they've got a nice rewards program you catch them around the holidays you'll get two two for one rewards and, and things like that and um i i do I, I just i really like their tools so so i just put another link in the show notes and my gosh is that one of the ugliest links i've ever seen it's ugly mm. So what I've I ended up going to a local tool shop. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, and I, I I went back in their in their toolbox area, and I finally ended up talking to one of the people that worked there, and it turned out he used to do low voltage stuff. He did home alarm installations, that kind of thing, and he oh, knew I'm, he knew I'm what kinda, I was talking kinda about. Kind of liking this right here. So I'm trying to get my hands on one. What this is is this is the the it's a Milwaukee 
tech bag. Yeah. And there there's series of tools. You know, you were talking about Whitney the 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 roll around suitcase deal. Mm-hmm. Their line is called a pack out, the pack out line. Yeah. Yep. And they have hard sided toolboxes like you're talking about. They have a roller base that's kind of deep and then like Milwaukee and you know Craftsman and Cobol and all of them they have a system where they'll interlock and snap together and you can build your own tool unit portable tool tool rig or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, this bag is a soft side bag and they have a series of these. This these things this I guess is the I went in and I told the guy I said, "Look, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like a a suitcase form factor type of a deal that has an insert card in the top of the case where I have a bunch of little pockets, maybe something that's kind of deep. I've seen them with two, two of the, two of the cards that'll fold out like a fan and where I can put all these smaller type tools. Okay. Plus a bottom area for some larger tools of a different, different form factors. And he, he kind of looked at me, he was a younger guy, and he says, man, they don't really do that anymore. <laughs> and I said, man, I know I'm yeah, old. Yeah, so And what he took me back Are you going to sell me something or not? Yeah, well, no, know? he was just, he was being honest. Okay, he, right. he, he didn't, he just, he, it was like he was kind of letting me down slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as often happens at these advanced and, ages that we're at. And, yes. and what I'm talking about was it used to be a common thing. I mean, you and I work in IT, our listeners know that. Uh-huh. And it wasn't uncommon for telecom uh, engineers to come in and they'd have their these these cases and they were hard sided cases and they would open up and they were built tough. I mean, they, you could run over them with tough. a truck. Yeah. yeah, and they would actually uh, unfold yes. time and time again, almost like a almost kind of like a tackle box yes. in a way. But it was an industrial tackle box. Exactly. Yes. And so what they have now is these soft sided cases, but they've almost got like a rigid frame in them. So they're canvas sided, but they don't just collapse on themselves. Uh And then the other thing they have is they have basically what I'm looking for, but as a backpack. And I'm trying, so I'm trying to get a hold of one of these. He's going to get one in for me. I'm trying to get a hold of one of these tech bags. They run about 99 bucks US, but I'm thinking just based on the pictures they're going to be a little it's going to be still too small yeah yeah i will say this i like the look of it mm-hmm. I, I like the this i like the the soft kind of the soft shell look and and how kind of squishy that can be as you're moving stuff around in a vehicle and everything mm-hmm. it seems like it would work with you rather than against you on most things my only question is can it hold everything that i'd want to take and then is it going to be overloaded on top of that? Actually, That's this, the question. Might, this might be a better link, Whitney. It's for Milwaukee itself, and it gives you some internal pictures of it. Okay. It, what I think I'm going to end up doing, I'll however. Here you, go, here you go. I can pretty, I, I'll pretty up that link. I okay. Got, I got it. So, yep. What I think actually what I'm going to end up having to do is like the backpack version. Yeah. Of their, of a, of like, basically an electrician's backpack mm-hmm. is what it's going to end up being. So that I've got, and it's it's going to have to be from like a Greenlee or a Milwaukee or a Dewalt. Somebody, all of all of those major manufacturers make them. The short story is, is so that I get longevity out of it. I, it's I, I need to buy. I need to buy a good tool is is what it comes down to. You yeah. know, yeah. The Harbor Freight thing did did what I wanted it to do. I've just basically 
several times over <laughs> outlived its usefulness. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Is, yeah. So yeah, I've been on this quest for this thing for a bit and I'm going to, I'm going to beat it <laughs> at some point. I'm going to solve this problem for me. I, I just, I think I'm on the right path. Now it's just kind of a matter of finding, finding the right, the right fit. Cause there's a lot of these bags out there. Like you can walk into any home improvement store uh, and even the, the, the lower tier equivalents at like a big box, like general store, general mer- merchandise store. Yeah. And they've got these, but the non-specialty ones only have two or three pockets in them. Yeah. Then you're back into just digging in the bottom. It, of the it's exactly right. It's and, like it's like this happy medium that we just haven't found yet, yeah. unfortunately. Well, and it's a it's a pretty niche thing, I guess. You know, so that's I'm gonna have to, like I said, end up getting an electric, <laughs> most likely an electrician's backpack. We're a pretty niche kind of set of guys, you know. That's so true. that's that is how that works out. So. All right. So past that, I mean, if any of the listener, our listeners out there have any f- feedback on that, if they've gone through this or if they're electricians or some other kind of trade that where there's some specialty toolkit, tool bag, whatever that I haven't thought of. Um, oh, my gosh. Please let me know. Because oh, yeah. I would love I, to know. I, I really. Yes, would love to know. I really use that toolkit quite often. And it's just it's becoming more of a hindrance than it is a help because I've definitely outgrown this this early air quote solution that I've that I've got yeah and and I would I would definitely be interested in following a bit of suit on that because even just me moving mine around right now it's uh, it's almost too unwieldy, and it's not like I can pick it up and toss it in yeah. the back of my Jeep and any that's longer. that's another reason and I didn't go with problem. that. That's another reason I didn't go with the setup like you've got. Yeah, well, I'll say this. Uh, well, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's great for around the house. Like, yeah. if, I, if I wanted to move it around the house and take a bunch of tools from one side of the house to the other or something like that, it's great. But putting it in a vehicle, not so great. Yep. Yeah. That's that's one of the reasons because uh, I've looked at the uh, the top cases, the like almost suitcase form factor mm-hmm. cases of the various versions of these kits, like you're talking about. Yeah, and um, it, it again, I don't get the flexibility because other than maybe a, a bin or two, depending on who makes it, that that like maybe sets in a corner. Yeah. I'm still just, I've got an empty tub that I'm just pouring stuff in that I have to sift through. There's no way to organize. Um, then if I want to take honestly, um, everything that I can believe it or not, I can pack a lot of stuff into that Harbor freight kit. How doesn't it just explode? I don't know, (laughs) but to, to make it a little easier to deal with. And I'm also looking at getting that roller base. Yeah. And I'm into that. I'm, then I'm into the kind of the boat you're describing, which yeah. is then it gets to be a little bit unwieldy. I'm having exactly. to, it's like moving furniture it, it, and nobody likes to do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I am definitely looking for any input. So if anybody out there has any ideas, I am all ears. Let me know. Other than that, Whitney, I, I, I've actually made a little progress. Last show, I talked a little bit about the the versus cabinet I was putting together. Oh yeah, I yeah. ended up making it a a, um, a Super Mario Brothers as I was anticipating. I ended up having, as I'd mentioned, to build out another chassis. Mm-hmm. I had that problem with the chassis that that I had in it. 
and this gets us back into what does the Nintendo board put out? Is it inverted video? Is mm-hmm. it whatever? Yeah. Where's the translation? Yeah. I've, I, I know you got the inverter board that the versus cabinets actually don't need, whereas Donkey Kong and the earlier Nintendos do. Regardless, yeah. it would only give me negative video. Mm. And it was just as easy bef- to um, just get another chassis together and that's what I ended up doing. I pulled another chassis, rebuilt it, put it in there, and it looks great. Oh, well, so that's I'm super good. happy that's, with it. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Do you, you don't have it here in the game room right now, do you? Uh, it's in my shop. Oh, it's, oh okay. Okay. Yeah, I, if you don't mind, I'll sneak a peek at it no, before, no, you're, before we yeah, roll out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I did have to make some hard... I mean, because I basically started with more or less an empty cabinet and put it together with, with pieces I had. Yeah. So I ended up having to make some of the sound harness uh, uh, harnesses got all that knocked out like i said i put super mario brothers in it and i i kind of you know i had a ppu there and kind of a mismatched rom set with like a couple bad roms but fortunately that that wasn't too uh too big of a mountain to overcome i just programmed up some roms and the one thing that i really wasn't super happy with was the i i thought i had a, a pretty nice marquee and i didn't and I ended up just honestly, it was f- like fourteen ninety something shipped off off eBay. Uh-huh. And I was looking at several of the vendors, and I started off maybe around thirty bucks. And I, I, I was like, the pictures were all the same. It was it was almost as if it was the same person. <laughs> and it was selling under and, I, I, the same item sold by a bunch of different people. Yeah, right? and it was yeah. like, well, on this website, it was like thirty bucks, and I got looking, and I was like, well, wait a minute, I can get it over here. Here it is in Google for twenty dollars, like nineteen ninety nine. Well, wait a minute, here it is on eBay for fourteen ninety. Yeah, and it was, um, I'm I'm like, well, is it a difference in the printing? I'm, and you. You could t- when I say they look the same. I mean, it's a Super Mario Brothers marquee. Of course, it looks the same. Yeah. But it had, it it had uh, like a black strip at the top and the bottom. So to me, it was obvious that it was probably scanned. Maybe whatever work was done on it, the 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 aspect ratio might have been slightly different. Uh, honestly, I should take it and overlay it on the on the cheesy one. You know, the real sun faded one that I've got. But at the end of the day, those little black bands, well, they're, they disappear. You don't see them because they're either they're either under the bracket or they're in the groove at the bottom right exactly uh, of yeah. the of the the, the the space for the marquee yep yep and i was like 15 dollars. i'm gonna give this a shot and it showed up and i was super happy with it oh well there you go you know and of course yeah. it was it was just printed on film so i had to put it behind a piece of plex but mm-hmm. i mean the original versus marquees they they had a sticky back and you're you were supposed to have peeled them off and stuck them on the face of of a piece of plex anyway it, so like i said i was i was super happy with it i i'm not gonna put a link in the show notes just because i've only bought one marquee yeah yeah and, yeah you, you know, don't know if it's repeatable yeah or i don't not. know if it's yeah. repeatable yeah and, I, I get it you know if you look at it it's a bit grainy but mm-hmm. i did look at my original marquee and i mean every versus marquee i've got i mean if you get up on it it's not the best yeah yeah so i i was i was just fine with it good yeah, other than that, I think I mentioned I've got a championship championship sprint, and it's uh, yeah, I've got it all cleaned up, and I got to do the chassis in it, and uh, um, yeah, that that one's going to be on the block. It's gonna it's gonna find a new home at some point, and then other than that, you know, I, I know I've had game room stuff that I've been dragging through for months and months and months. I did finally put the switch in the right saucer on Ghostbusters. 
what is what scoop is that? The library scoops on the left. Is that a, that's the uh, that is is that where the subway exit? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure is. Yeah, so I'm lo- I had to look at it, but yeah, you're you're right. Subway exit. Yep. So that's that's finally taken care of. My tempest. I thought I had some problems with it, and this is man, the horizontal position pot was out of out of place. I got in, I, you know, the, the very bottom of it where I, I think the, co- if I remember correctly, like copyright information, a few other things display on, on the monitor, it was all kinds of jacked up. And the more I got thinking about it, once I finally got in there and looked at it, I couldn't imagine how just that area, like if I was having math box problems or something in the vector set, I couldn't imagine how just that one area would be affected. And I was, I got looking at it and studying it and I got in and I started to adjust. I was like, well, it's out of adjustment. How did that happen? And I mean, I keep the back off the game so that it gets plenty of airflow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, when I was putting stuff back after a show, cause there's our old school, I can't think of what those signs are called, Whitney. It's a dot matrix type display, but it's not like a high voltage gas plasma it's, display. It's kind of like, yeah, it reminds me of a light bright display yeah. is what it reminds it, me the, of. Uh, yeah. The uh, Stern used to have them and there's an output on a lot of the Sterns, like my CSI's got it, where you could plug right into those and it would display information oh. the, on uh, like the tournament information on it would play it would run it oh okay got it got and it I, there's a, there's a industry name for those i can't i can't remember what it but in, anyway it's that's like a beta bright or something beta bright that's, that's it. it yeah yes. okay that's it. that term just popped in my head so yeah 100 right yeah beta yep. bright that's what i thought they were so i was like did i did i put that back up and did the cord fall in there and i, I don't hit it I, I don't know what happened but it's it still got a little pin cushion, but it never was, honestly, Whitney, it never was right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I, I, I always looked at it as this falls into a lot of your arcade games. A lot of the vendors, they called just good enough good and yeah. they shipped it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they had to build to a cost. So for right now, I'm, I, I'm. I'm, it's running and I'm happy with it. Yeah. So I'll move on. But, yeah. uh, but I've yet lost ground. My Tron's dead now. Oh, your Tron's dead? My Tron's dead. What happened I to it? I have no idea. I've never, not even pulled it out. All the lights huh. are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> nobody's so, home. Yeah. Oh. It's not playing. It's not even playing blind. It's uh. never caused me a lick of problems. Yeah. It's not even playing blind. So, you know, honestly, as cliche as it is, I've kind of had this happen down here before. It wouldn't surprise me if it if it literally just blew a fuse huh honestly okay fair enough so you know well it's the first thing to check yeah, yeah. i just i haven't pulled it out yet and the i mean the power supply freshened it up when i built it and the monitor's fresh so i don't think it's a catastrophic power supply failure things could always happen but like i said i have had it happen down here before like the first time i had people over and i debuted my burger time I mean, it was rock solid till I had a basement full of people and it blew a fuse. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, things happen, man. That's how that goes. I mean, other than that, I wanted to mention, I know I talked to you about this, Whitney. I actually got a replacement Omega race board. Yes. We I t- remember you talking about this when we were uh, down in Nashville, actually. Yep. Now, it's, it's not software emulated. It's uh, FPGA, if I if I remember correctly, hardware emulated, and it's made by uh, Jason Cop. So we've talked about Jason on the show before. Jason is always running around. <coughs> pardon me, 
in the Facebook vector groups. And, you know, he does a lot of stuff on, on uh, Vectrex. Mm-hmm. He's got some dock out there where you can uh, hook a Vectrex up to a 19 inch black and white arcade monitor. He's always got these vector projects running around. Not saying he hasn't done one this big or if he, uh, it, it, it may not have been a project this big in a while and I haven't seen it. But when he offered it, I bought it. Yeah. Because I've got an Omega race. I've been holding on to it. I've got, it's a, the board is an L air quotes L board. Like you see in the midway space invaders. It was very popular. The remember the game gunfight. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Which I I think that one's billed as the first, the first arcade game to use a processor. If I recall correctly. That is how, that is how I've heard it build. Yes. So that's, that's on the L board. That's also used in space invaders and a bunch of other midway games of that era. So, um, it, it's that form factor, but it's not that board set. And it's got a battery on it that is just classically known for just puking all over it. Okay. So I actually had somewhere along the line, somebody made a replacement bare PCB, and I've had one of those forever. Oh, nice. But okay. With, with that comes, you've got to collect all the parts and build it. Yes. And I, I've just. And it's hours and hours I've and just hours. never done it. Yeah. Exactly. So. When Jason offered this board, I was like, ha, 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 drop in, plug in replacement, and I can have an Omega race. So I I snatched it up. I don't know if it's still available. If it interests somebody, like I said, it's Jason Kopp, K-O-P-P. Check out uh, the, you know, the Facebook. Uh, I thought I had it in here, Whitney, a couple of the group names. But, you know, if you just go into Facebook and you search, you know, Vector Arcade, you'll there's there's a couple highly trafficked vector groups or vectrex you'll find jason he he runs around those oh, groups oh, yeah. all the time yeah he, he does i think it's like a vector a vector of a vector i know i think there's vector enthusiasts yeah and then there's um oh man there's 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 a couple more i, I gosh now that i'm now, now that i'm putting myself on the spot but it showed up whitney and it was it, it the board looks beautiful yeah so I've I've had a couple things from Jason before. I've always been happy with them. I have no reason to believe I won't be happy with this. We'll have to just see how things go in terms of I can't keep the games running right now, let alone starting a new project yeah. for my own game room. But we'll we'll just have to see how things go. I might just get froggy and just put it all to the side and do something new. We'll, well see. Uh, right on. Yeah. I mean that's that's an option too. Uh, oh, here I found the groups. It's a uh, Vectrex fans unite. And then the other one is uh, Vectrex, XY, and Vector Monitors, the technical side. I think those are the two that I see him hanging out in, in the most. But um, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that you mentioned Jason because, I mean, he's got a, I mean, just a ton, a ton of projects out there. One that I saw recently was, um, let's see, hang on. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and find this. So was it Vectrex or was it arcade related? Uh, this was arcade related. But uh, let's see, what is this here? Hang on for one. Yeah, because I, I uh, we we recently got like a Vectrex multi cart from him. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, we we did, we did. And here's something that he just released: uh, brand new uh, sixty, you know, well sixty one hundred uh, high voltage PCBs with new T nine hundred ones 
and he create he specced and built the T901s to go on the board and he's selling that whole board fully populated for $35. Really? Yes. Put that link in the show notes. Yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> so so for your Tempest, you know, if you've got a Black Widow or a Gravitar or yep. just any color vector that doesn't have an any Atari color vector that doesn't have an amplifone, chances are you're going to need that at some point. Well, I've got you know, another thing that's on my list, Whitney, is my Star Wars. Yeah. Yep, you yep. know? Yeah. And, um, uh, and actually, this just reminded me, I was sent some contact info recently of someone that has a, uh, I, I haven't seen it, but purportedly a very nice Star Wars. And the thought was, hey, here's here's one done. And you can turn around and sell your nice cabinet, your yoke, monitor parts, working board, all that stuff. And and just you save the time. Is you buy, what, you and, buy your time back. And buy my time back. That's exactly and right. Yes. Actually, how I many just, how many times have I said that on this show? Yeah. You buy your time back. I had forgotten all about that till just now. I'm gonna have to follow up on that. But yeah, um, yeah I've I, my intention. I mean, I I've got enough stuff to build an amp, but I don't have. I've got a tube. I've got a couple tubes, but I don't have good tubes. So I'd either have to get into the scavenging, you know, finding that, what is it, a hundred degree tube, mm-hmm. finding the mythological yeah. unicorn hundred degree tube, or I think people have worked out how to, how to rewrap a yoke and use a 90 degree tube I and, and build an amp. I, I don't know. Or I can just jam a 6,100 in it because I've got, yeah. I've got those. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and just be done and just live with it. I mean... The, I know that there's a little difference in the in the slew rate, and there's a little difference in in just how the 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 geometry of it, because Star Wars was written for the amp for the for the amp. That is correct. Yes. But again, I'm I, I'm balancing time and effort here, and there's a lot of Star Wars is running around Star Wars games are around with sixty one hundred zone. Mm-hmm. So, it, I think it'd be not. I think it would be better to have one more running game with a sixty one hundred than not have one more running game. It, it, and this much is true. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, and I, and, fi- and finally be able to enjoy it for what it is yeah. as well. So yeah. So I just put a, a link in the show notes to those um, sixty one hundred HV boards. So you should see it pop right in just here in a second underneath uh, what you've got on, okay. the, on the Omega. Race well, I'm board. having synchronization issues over here. That's a whole other problem. Oh, but okay. Yeah, got I'll get. It. I'll get okay, it. Got it. Yeah, it, it's it's there. It's there. So and the only other thing I wanted to bring up is. I don't want this to sound rough. Okay. It's going to sound rough. All right. I've had my head in some new Stern games recently. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yes. The time has come to revisit this. We're actually going to talk about this later in the show oh, as well. I'll, I'll just hope no, this. No, 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 because this is a this is good feeder content is what it is. So continue on, my good man. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, your your link's coming in now, so it just made everything jump. Oh, oh here so, we go. sorry about that. So I've had my head into some new Stern games, and I, I know they're out there. They're doing it. They're bringing new games out. Yeah. I know pinball's hard. Yep. But yeah, no, nobody denies that. And I'm I sure. mean, are, are we at the point of, I mean, we're well past the point. Uh, are we resting our laurels here? Or, or is, is, I don't, I don't, 
I mean, is Stern gonna, this is gonna, this is a niche joke. Is Stern gonna become the word perfect of pinball? I mean, what is. Goodness, I hope not, because because then you've got to look at what's left, and is there enough there to carry? Yeah, is there enough there to carry it? So I, I don't know. I know they got to build to a to a dollar amount. Yeah. I understand that. I understand business. I I don't. I understand inflation right now is insane. Uh huh. I understand that um, that there's supply chain issues. I get all that. Uh, and I think on our last show, we were talking about they're, they're looking to raise their, their price or was that a private no, conversation? No, I've, no. Had, uh, I've had that conversation several times. Oh, oh yeah, that, that is true. Now we, let me look back at the show notes. Well, we the, did, we did not talk about, we did not talk about that in the show. Well, the short of my take on it when I've talked to people about it is, is first of all, I don't, I don't begrudge them making their money. Yep. And honestly, I might not like it, but if they can sell a game and they can sell it next time for the next game for $200 more and people are going to pay it, that's business. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is. They got to find the sweet spot of when their sales don't meet expectations and they have to adjust costs. Yeah. I get that. That's business. Yeah. Um, I, I like it or not. That's, that's just my opinion. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Stern needs to do what Stern needs to do. Mm-hmm. And if they if they're if they're raking in their profits, then that's good for Stern. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that being said, I'm not. In it, but I'm still disappointed at some of the price hikes leading up to recent times because I just don't see it. I see the cost going up, relative stable economy and value of the U.S. dollar, and um, quality diving. Okay. Okay. All right. N- now the recent price update up. Uh, uptick they've they've mentioned i i I totally get because i mean even craft foods you know they're saying they've already said after the first year they're raising their costs either their price 20 or 30 percent because they're having to follow the insane inflation now Mm -hmm. in the united states yeah everybody's doing that everything right now is is stupid Mm -hmm. in the grocery store yeah and that's where it's most seen but it's seen in all goods Mm -hmm. so i i i I, I get it. I I have zero room to complain about the current cost yeah. cost update. Yeah. That all said, that doesn't mean you have to build a product that that. I mean, sorry. Here's my example. I've been in Godzilla. Okay. I I, I know of two Godzillas on location. They both suffer from the same problem. Both the left the left flipper had the wrong co- uh, coil sleeve in it. It was too short. From the factory. From the factory. Okay. So the plunger, so whoever had left assemblies that day, that week, that month. Did it wrong. Did it wrong. Or they were probably given the wrong part because they were, this goes in here, this goes in there. Yeah. And then this screw goes there and then the assembly's done. That's that's probably what they know. Yeah. So it was too short. It didn't go through the, the, the end bracket that the, the the end of the coil where the plunger comes out so the plunger could drag on the bracket itself it keyhole the bracket it chewed through the plunger oh my it, goodness. i mean it it just destroyed the plunger and then within the first game i noticed it in it'd been on location for nine days and the flipper was all but useless okay brand new game yeah and then i'd mentioned that to a few other people 
those weren't the only games and it wasn't just something that showed up with these games in in the state of Kentucky I'd gotten reports from other locations through friends across the US uh-huh. so I don't know what happened on left flipper day but it it, it just Godzilla it, it hadn't worked out now I hadn't seen anything else with Godzilla but I mean that's a that's a QA uh, uh, or a QC however you want to look at it yeah. issue I mean yeah why was the wrong part ordered or if the right part was ordered why was it not realized that it was built not not to spec you know and, and i almost have to wonder i mean that's it, basic it's a flipper yeah exactly and you you almost wonder was that just a ill-researched substitution method due to supply issues or something like who knows i i mean i don't know i'm i'm talking out you know i'm talking out my ear here but it, <laughs> If that's if that was repeatable, you would think that was a choice that would made that was made, but it was the wrong choice. Yeah. yeah. Well, any, anybody that's that's, uh, I can't see how that was an intentional choice. Yeah, exactly. It would have been. It would have made more sense from a customer service perspective to try to get longer flipper, or longer uh, sleeves, and then cut them down with a jig. You have to have <laughs> the sleeve has to protrude through the bracket where the plunger exits. So that the sleeve protects the plunger from that metal bracket. Otherwise, they rub, and that's what happens. Yeah. They just chew themselves to pieces, and that's exactly what happened. Um, I've had my head in a Stranger Things, and like the drop, the the is it four or five drop targets that are right there in the middle in front in front of the plant creature looking thing. I, I I've is it the what is that thing called? Um, it, oh, on Stranger yeah. Things. Oh I, my goodness. Um. Demogorgon. Demogorgon. Yeah, I had, to, I had <laughs> yeah. to sit here and think about that for a second. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Stranger Things, as you can tell. It's it's pretty good. I, that's what it, I keep it, hearing. It is pretty good. Yeah. So the it's either four or five bank drop target, and and it it's had spur, spurious issues with it just constantly reset, set drop, set drop, set drop, and then eventually the 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 game realizes it won't stay up, so they leave them down, and that was the uh, the plate that that is also on a coil on the on the drop target assembly under the play field that that knocks the targets down it's stuck because the springs fatigued oh wow and so the plate sticks the targets can't get caught up on the ledge that holds them up so they the game resets it that the targets won't hook they drop game says oh they're dropped resets it and i mean i, I as I think of is Whitney Williams games or earlier or earlier Stern games or um, I don't know Data East games where they just don't suffer. They from don't. This. I mean, that, that have the same Gottlob in the in the System Three games. They had tons of drop targets with, and I don't know. You think I would know? But they had tons of individual and drop target sets with the plates to make them drop mm-hmm. at, at computer control, at game control. I've never seen anything like this in Stranger... There's a couple years on Stranger Things, mm-hmm. but it's not that old of a game. Yeah. I mean, literally the spring, you could see where a couple of the coils were pulled apart where it had fatigued. Wow. And it just... Is that spring half a cent less than the... 
higher I, I don't know yeah yeah uh, is it something they can fix i would think you know it, it would be i think you and i were texting about this and it would be so so interesting to to build out a journal of these field issues and field fixes and then you almost want to get in a car and drive them up to drive them up to chicago and yeah, knock on the front door it. and say come on why i mean i've seen drop target um I've seen springs like that pull the targets down mm-hmm. so old that they've got rust on them and they're still working. Yeah. And basically these springs are the equivalent of that. They're just much shorter. Yeah. And they hold that plate back until the coil drops the plate down. It pushes the targets off the ledge that catches them. Equivalent of like a ball hitting them. That mm-hmm. makes them all drop. It makes them all drop. Yeah. You know, I think there's a Gottlob game, world class soccer, and it's got tons of drop targets. And when you set a ball, I mean, it'll raise them, and then depending on what mode you're in or what you've done, I mean, it, you hear the game go, where it'll it'll say, well, I'm going to drop every other one. I'm dropping this bank. I'm dropping three here. I mean, yeah. they're all individually controlled up and down. Yeah. And that's Ogotlip. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. And I know it's just a spring, but it's a brand new game. And what's that thing cost? There, There's also a... There, in, in January, about $1,000 more. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I I've also seen on that that same Stranger Things was uh, there's over by the Demogorgon buried behind him to the left is uh, like a one way gate mm-hmm. for for one of the the like the alleyways behind it yeah it just falls off because there's it's on one of the stainless steel ball guides but they didn't put any Loctite on it <laughs> so you got a pinball machine with a bajillion drop targets like three inches from it. And all that vibration, it shot all the screws out of it, and everything ended up in the ball trough. Wow. And I'm just, it's a little Loctite. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Simple, and I know a, stuff, simple, a simple fix. I know stuff falls off games all the time, but still, it's a new game. And yeah. speaking of falling off, I mean. <laughs> what, you, what you've got here about Mandalorian, it actually worries me, but it's funny. Yeah. At it, the same I just, time. What, so what does it say here in the notes, Whitney? It says stuff just falls off of yeah, it. Yeah. It freaking falls <laughs> off of it. Parts of the ship that's in the middle have fallen yeah. off of it. Yeah. There's a, uh, the one I've got access to. There's a there's a there's a curved stainless steel something that came out of that game somewhere. It's about three inches long, and, and you can and you can't find out where it no, goes. You but you can see where it was like uh, um, either you could see where it broke off. Oh, it I broke see. off something up in that game, and like I said, it's got a curve to it, and it's about three inches long, so it's not insignificant. Mm. I just haven't found in the in the game yet where it goes (laughs) and then the thing that really gets me is the ramps have you you seen the game yes it's got those two crossing ramps in the middle of the Uh game yeah they're held on with one screw and the screw is into a plastic post so usually like if you think of dirty dirty harry is a good example of a game because it's got ramps that go everywhere and they've got metal posts that are three inches four inches tall that are center threaded yeah. that go into the play field and provide the support for all those wire forms and all those ramps well mandalorian where the ramp entrances are at the top of the play field it's got uh, a tab or uh, like a slot in it and then the longer straight pieces of the ramp have a little tab mm-hmm. and that tab slides it tab a fits into slot b on mm-hmm. both of them mm-hmm. and then at the at the far end which is down at the return lanes right feeding the flippers where the where the ramps exit 
there is instead of having a metal post it's literally a piece of plastic stuck there with one screw through it wow and that's and they just you run a pinball down that for a a, a hundred games and it just backs out and it's I, I just looked at it and I'm like, why? Yeah. You'd think that, they, I mean, I'm I mean, sure that a lot of people come up with field fixes for that, but why should they have to? Yeah. I, I, I just, how much did you save? Yeah. But how much did it cost? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, the other thing too, while I'm on it, you know, it's not just, it's not just Stern. I mean, like Rick and Morty's. I don't know what everyone else's experience are, but I've got access to two of them. Uh-huh. They both do the same thing. So you you get into the head, and there's two boards that are like, I guess, the, the equivalent of driver boards. And uh, it they're they're mirrored. It's the same board. Yeah. So I, I, I haven't looked at the manual. I can't imagine how confusing that is because they're all – it's the exact same board. Have you seen a spooky manual? No, I have not. <laughs> okay. But it's it's the same uh, board, so I guess you have to figure out if you're the upper board or the lower board. Yeah. And um, so in all all the position numbers are the same. So I guess it would be upper board driver this or lower board driver that. But regardless, it blows the same. Both games blow the same fuse constantly, and that fuse controls among other things the auto plunger. Uh, and there's no manual plunger on the game. I think it takes out the flippers. I mean, there's a there's too much stuff on the circuit apparently. Yeah. I mean, it might go. Uh, they might go a couple three weeks and be okay and blow a fuse, and then they'll blow three fuses in a weekend. Hmm. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah. It, so any yeah, hmm. pinball's hard. That's for sure. Yeah, and you you have to ask yourself: Is it? Is it made more difficult due to... Oh, the, and then they lock up all the time. I just had to throw that in there just for luck. Just just because. The, the, software, the Rick and Morty's oh, yeah, lock they up, lock up the, constantly. Yeah, I've, I've heard... I have heard that quite a bit. So, I, I, I hear... And, and I read the Rick and Morty thread on Pinside just because I have a, a bit of a passing interest in the game. And you hear uh, a lot of report. You read a lot of reports of that where people just are constantly just they reset the game. It locks and reset it locks. And it. I, I don't know. I won't even pretend to get into knowing what's actually the root cause for that. But mm-hmm. yeah, you you do read about that quite a bit. I've played the game. And I think the game's funny as all get out. I man. do, and I don't know. I've never watched Rick and Morty other than little snippets. Yeah, like, yeah, but I think it's funny. Oh my gosh, man! I, I think it is. It, well, and here's the thing: I've never watched a, one full episode of Rick and Morty. I just I have just seen pieces and parts of it. Yeah, same here. But the machine cracks me up. Oh, I agree. The call, too. the call outs and just the the sound effects and the music and everything. I mean, it is a hoot. To play and to listen to. There's no doubt about M- it. Many people have told me I need to watch the series. Yeah, but, same here. But same playing here. the game, it's like, I need to watch the series. Oh, this yes, is- yes. There are very few games that that would retroactively make me go do that, but Rick and Morty's one of them because it is so on point with the humor on, on the call-outs and stuff like that. It's great. So I don't know. Maybe in my spare time between building the mega races and Star Wars and all that <laughs> stuff, I'll I'll watch sit down and watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where I, I need to have like numerous seasons at my disposal so that I can really soak up the story without having so much of a break in between. 
you know, in you, between seasons, do you know stuff like that. Do you know what sucked me in recently? What's that? Speaking to, you know, not, you know, speaking of watching stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Pluto TV, I'm back on that again. Yeah. Oh yeah. They added, they've had a CSI channel for a long time. Okay. But it's been like CSI, which is the one with Gary Sinise? Uh, I have no idea. Well, it's it's been the Gary Sinise one. I've only watched the original with with, with Mark Helgenberger yep. and... Uh, like the oh, game right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yeah. like the game, yeah. Gus Grissom and all that, yeah. that's the only CSI that I know. So when I started messing with arcade games, yeah, I had a, in my basement, I had a cable, tele, I had cable down to the TV, actual cable. Mm-hmm. And it was my 27-inch Toshiba Tube TV, mm-hmm. which was the premier TV that I had before I got uh, a big screen, yeah. you know, which was still like a rear projection. And one of the, one like TNT or, a, not AMC, but one of those type channels, they all, they would run these massive CSI blocks. Okay. And almost kind of like what they would do with law and order. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'd sit downstairs and I'd be working on a monitor. And before I knew it, I'm just watching CSI. <laughs> I'm just staring at CSI. Yeah. Well, CS, the CSI channel has started to run the original CSI Las Vegas uh-huh. CSIs with Grissom and, yeah. and Catherine and yeah. Warwick and all, and all of them. I, enjoy, I, I did enjoy and, that. And I'm, and I'm doing the same thing, Whitney. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to work and I'm like, what do they do? What are they? Whose DNA is that? Yeah. And, but, the, but now you watch it with even more critical. It's it's kind of like, you, I love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know that the thing they did in this episode that they've intentionally not done in the other forty seven episodes before it, they had to do it this way because that's what brought them into the story. Yeah. And you, so you're watching CSI and you're like. Why did you just walk into that crime scene and pick up 87, 87 things and mix it all around before you took one picture? Yeah. Oh, you know, that's, you know, that's part because, of the plot device. Because you had to do that to yeah. get from point A to point B. Yeah. You know, and people get, but still I'm watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like data using contractions, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Poor guy. He couldn't do that. <sighs> yeah. But he did on occasion. Anyway, but, anyway. but he, yes. Yep. So Whitney, oh man, that was uh, that was very rant like. That <laughs> that's okay. That's uh, that's good updates uh, for the, for the both of us is probably the best way to say that because it, yeah, as as I kind of alluded to, my yeah, what what I'm going to talk about next is is a little is just a little different. Okay. And so yeah. I'm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So. I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, and the hiatus, uh, unintentional, 100%, uh, completely unintentional hiatus that we were on was largely due to me. Uh, And shortly after we recorded and then released um, the, I guess, the August episode, or what was, you know, 101, uh, at, at the end of August, the very beginning of September, um, wound up finding out that my that my mom and my dad had gotten sick, and they had been sick for uh, a week or so, give or take. And and during that time, you know, you'd call in, check on them, see how they're doing, and everything like that. And they they had been sick for a few days before they let it before they let us know. They were just medic, you know, they were treating themselves at home and, and doing what they were doing. 
But then as it started to drag on, uh, they were starting to get, you know, a little bit worried and then uh, had reached out to both to both me and my brother. And as it turned out, uh, as, you know, let's, let's call it a week-ish or so had gone by, my mom actually started turning a corner and was getting better. But my dad uh, was not. He he wound up having a, a bit of a, a tougher road there, and was not getting it was not getting better at all. So, as as the days continued to wear on, uh, we talked with my dad, and we eventually convinced him that going to the doctor was the best course of action, the right thing to do. Now, you've got to understand, uh, and people may ask, well, man, why didn't you go to the doctor the second day you were sick? Or, you know, why didn't you go the third day you were sick? And it's like, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. <laughs> but, you know, God love my dad. He was, uh, he was raised in, in a different time and of a different generation and of a different mindset and, uh, you know, completely self-sufficient individual and uh, didn't really like going to the doctors much at all, uh, to, to any doctor at all. And uh, I, I think it, it, he had tried to weather this as best as he could uh, on his own, but, but then eventually realized that, okay, I'm not getting any better and, and I definitely need, to, definitely need to go see somebody for, you know, for some tests or medication or whatever it may be. So got, to, got, got both mom and dad loaded up and uh, took them to the doctor and understand I'm paraphrasing a lot of this because there's just so much that happened in between. I'm just hitting the, I think the, the the high points here for the conversation, but, um, got them both to the doctor. And of course, in the times that we, that we're in right now, it's, it's very difficult to go to any doctor without, um, with, without falling under, falling under the need to do a COVID test, understandably, because my, my parents both exhibited those, those symptoms and, uh, and were, were definitely under, were definitely under the, what I would consider the the normal scope of system of symptoms for for COVID, uh, you know, some some symptoms they had, some they didn't, but you definitely fall fall within that category. Well, at that point in time, uh, after after they had both been seen by the doctor, uh, they both came back out tested positive for COVID. Uh, the issue though is that my dad also had pneumonia to go along with that, and. I can remember looking at both of them as they walked out of the the doctor's office, and and uh, dad, both mom and dad looked at me and said, "We've we've got COVID." And I, I really, honestly, I really wasn't surprised, you know, based around based around how based around how their symptoms had been progressing and and how they were acting. I was just glad that glad that we had gone ahead and, and uh, got them to the doctor at that point and and could get uh, you know could at least understand what they had and and start to treat for it. So the thing about it is is uh, that, that made it much more complicated than than normal though was my dad having pneumonia on top of it, and so he was uh, you know he was prescribed an extremely high power antibiotic and uh, was counseled to go on to the hospital uh, and to admit himself in, into the emergency room. And unfortunately, he didn't, he didn't feel that he was that sick and so did not want to go. But over the course of the next, uh, and, we, and we got his medication, got, you know, got his antibiotics and everything like that and got him, got him started taking those. But over the course of the next 24, 36 hours, 
his oxygen level had started to drop so much that it became a concern, a health concern for either what would either happen next, you know, stroke, aneurysm, or any of the things that, that could potentially be going on with that. And, uh, and we were then able to get him, uh, get him admitted to a hospital and to an ER because at that point he understood the gravity of his situation and, and agreed to go ahead and uh, go ahead and let himself be uh, be taken to the hospital and uh, be admitted to the ER. Well, I'm going to shorten the next almost two weeks down into down into just a few minutes here. But over the course of the next twelve days, uh, he just continually he just continued to slide downhill and he went from being on oxygen and having you know having days where his oxygen levels would come back up and then go back down to then over the course of a few days trend far enough downward that uh, from going uh, going to normal oxygen he had to go to a BiPAP mask and that's essentially the type of mask that goes over your mouth and your nose you can kind of think I, I just had my my hand <laughs> over my mouth and my nose like that and you can kind of think of it as uh, is almost like a fighter pilot mask okay. okay that's that's what a BiPAP would be I think uh, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen them you know either either on people definitely on TV but yeah. on road, but I never knew what they were called yeah, it covers it, both it, mouth and nose to, exactly to to prevent the it, it handles the it's a better administration of oxygen to ensure that it gets into the lungs and in the bloodstream mm-hmm. and um, and it also handles the the carbon dioxide and is and is able to essentially guarantee that uh, guarantee a higher oxygen saturation rate for the time that you that the mask is being worn and so we were we were very hopeful that that was going to be a good solution and and allow uh, and allow dad to uh, to essentially you know kind of work his way through covid and uh let the antibiotics uh, help with pneumonia and in him him come home well several days through that and the oxygen levels then uh continued to drop and and what we're talking about are the oxygen levels in in the bloodstream when he's not on assist okay when he's not on oxygen or was not on the bipap mask because that's not i mean but neither of those are um as we as we learned i learned a lot about this during this whole course of events that uh the oxygen numbers on the mask or on oxygen are not the true numbers that you're graded by it's the unassisted numbers that your lungs are able to produce and saturate your bloodstream with and so his oxygen levels were were not improving at all and the bipap mask was actually having a hard time keeping up and the only solution at this point in time was uh, was for him to go on a ventilator. For uh, it, the intent was for him to be on a ventilator long enough for the long enough for the medications to cure the pneumonia or to take take care of the pneumonia infection so he wasn't double so so he wasn't dealing with both so that he was not dealing with both issues at the same time and he you know he was very resistant to the thought of it and in the practice of it and uh but ultimately he knew that that's what was going to be his be the best chance for for him to to come back out of all of this and 
you know, it's it, it's tough because uh, we talked uh, talked with Dad several times throughout this this whole process and was trying to encourage him to to you know uh, do what the nurses ask him to do and the doctors ask him to do and and everything like that but he was a little resistant he was a strong-willed man (laughs) and uh you've got to understand that uh you know he grew up during the depression and he was uh he was a farmer his entire life a complete and total spirit of independence is the best way to describe my dad and uh, he did not want people telling him what to do he did not want to uh, he did not want to do what people just told him to do and he wanted to do things his own way and to his credit he lived his life his way I'll say that but the uh, we we didn't we never got him back and um and it, it was it was tough, and so that was the that was the middle of September uh, that, that we lost Dad, and uh, due due to COVID, and uh, there were there were some complications that that went along with that. Won't, won't get in won't get into the, <laughs> the esoterics of that uh, because there were there were several other things that actually wound up uh, wound up causing that was at the actual cause of death. But um, COVID ra- ravaged him, and that's the best way to say it, and led to several several other things uh, taking place while while he was while he was on the ventilator. And I, man, yeah. I, you know, I've I've had three months now, going on four, to think about how I would broach this topic here on the show, uh, and it's this is not easy, uh, and it's uh i i want to do my dad's proper by by saying by talking about all of this and i want to make sure that i that i'm i'm respectful in in how i do this because uh he he did everything right and he did everything as best as he could but uh he was not able to uh was not able to pull through uh, we were fortunate. My my brother and my mother and I were able to be at his bedside when he passed, um, with him being on uh, on the ventilator and uh, and the other items that that had kind of uh, that have kind of complicated his his condition. Uh, there there was no there was no there was no point back. There was no way to come back and. Um, and so we were fortunate that uh, that both my brother and I we we were traveling at, at the time. I was uh, I was actually uh, traveling with Grace, doing a father daughter uh, trip with with her, and um, and so you know every, my dad was stable, and Grace and I had this trip planned for months and months and months. But and we were calling and checking in every day. And, but when you know when when they're on the ventilator, there's they don't they're completely they're they're completely unconscious they they don't they don't uh you know they don't talk to you mm. they you, you don't there's talk no to interaction. them there's yeah. no interaction it, it's that that ventilator is there assisting for that amount of time uh that they're in that condition and uh and so once we found out from the doctors that um that his uh, that other conditions had caused him to slide into what's called renal failure which is for anybody who doesn't know that's just the failure of several organs uh, one or more organs uh, that that will lead to that will lead to death. Once he was in that position, then um, essentially we were you know we we were uh, we were called we were called to bedside. 
and and I'm so I'm so glad that we were able to get everything together because we were able to be there and with him and uh, and um, it, able to be there with him when he passed and so uh, <laughs> uh, all of my free time uh, since the middle of September has been devoted to dealing with uh, dealing with with what came after that that series of events and uh with my brother and and i uh both doing uh doing joint duty uh you know helping my mom and taking care taking care of her and dealing with uh the family situation there and uh pro- you know personal property real property and uh you know farm uh farm equipment and and everything like that it's uh it's it's a different world for all of us uh at this point and so yeah, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. I I didn't feel like uh, recording a podcast for several months, and uh, and 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 it has taken me uh, a, a bit to feel like uh, coming back and in recording now. But I'm glad I I'm glad I am. I'm glad I did. I mean I, I mean I, I so enjoyed kind of getting back into the groove of this, but. Uh, but Brent, you had asked me. It's like Whitney. Are, I mean, are, are you going to talk about that? And and I feel like I feel like if I don't, and I don't give my dad due credit, then I, I then I don't want to just ignore that series of events and just pretend like three and a month, three and a half months on the show never happened because it did, and there's a reason for why it happened. And I just I just want everybody to to know you know to know that. Um, you know, you invest your time in us, and you deserve to know why we, you know, why why we uh, w- went uh, radio silent there for a few months too. And and I'm not the kind of person to to uh, post a lot of my personal life on social media. So I didn't put anything up on the Facebook page about it. I didn't I didn't update my Facebook status about it. I didn't I didn't put anything out there about it at all i my brother and i we just and my mom we just dealt we just deal with it and and go on but uh that that did have an impact on on the recording schedule and so i i just like i say i just wanted everybody to know um so yeah so uh, go ahead so so let me add yeah a little and, and i mean there's nothing i can add to that i just wanted to just yeah yes i did when i saw the notes i was and and I, I for everybody I, I questioned Whitney yeah. that I, I um people often say they understand and they don't and Whitney knows that it definitely in this situation I understand and I know where he's coming from and I just Whitney thank you I know that that's that's something to share and, yeah yeah um. And, and we share that with you all because yeah. you all we've said it a million times on the show and we'll say it a million times again yeah we have thousands and thousands and thousands of wonderful friends that we've never met that we've never met yes and yeah. uh, this the show's real you know yeah okay what's gonna happen Brent's gonna trash turn Whitney's <laughs> gonna spend Whitney's gonna spend exorbitant amounts of, of money yes um, we're gonna talk about some esoteric uh, capacitor in some weird monitor that only three people have yeah yeah but we're we we're 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 a real show. I mean, this, we, we are, I guess we are arcade, uh, reality podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's a gaming reality podcast. That may, and, be, it may be a good way to say it. And, uh, 
I, I don't, we wouldn't, I don't know how to say this, Whitney. I mean, this is, this is who we are. And I, and I, for one, appreciate you, you sharing it. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that all of our friends do too. Yeah. Well, because it's a very personal thing. It is a personal thing because I, I, I look back on months and months of, uh, discussions with my dad and, um, in, in trying to, you know, in trying to, to, to talk with him and ask him to do this or ask him to do that or consider this or consider that. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, and here, here's the part that hurts. Okay. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to politicize any, any of this. Um, but, but I am left with the fact that I, that, that I do feel that it was a, a bit of an unnecessary, an unnecessary death. And that hurts. And that really, really hurts. Um, my dad, uh, he didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't want to get vaccinated for anything, not in COVID or, or in pneumonia, anything. He, he denied them all the flu vaccine, everything. He denied, he denied them all and did not want to get uh, vaccinated. And, uh, and I, I just, I, I just, I'm just left to wonder would, would he be here if he, if he had, and, uh, my mom was, is, and she, she pulled through and she wasn't nearly as sick and was, uh, and was in close quarters with, with him. And, uh, and we, we know for a fact that my dad brought it home to her. And that's what, that's what really, really hurts is that I, I'm, I'm, we're all left to wonder, um, yeah, what, what the other side of that equation could have been like. And, uh, I mean, it wouldn't the only, yeah. You can't beat yourself up. You no. know, at, oh, no. at the end of the day, yeah. we all make... We all make our own choices. It, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he did. And, and because we, we talked to him about... He sounded like a man, a strong man of conviction. Oh, he was a, he was a man of conviction. Okay. And he, we talked to him about this. And, uh, you know, even, even after I had COVID back in uh, November a year ago, talk to him about this and uh in you know brent i had uh, you know i've i've had a history of health issues especially as a small child uh you know i had double lung pneumonia and i i would have hoped that you know that thinking back about that would have would have spurred some some uh would have would have spurned a, a bit of a, a different approach to to that but um I, I think after he had been in the hospital for a bit, I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth. We did not have that conversation to any degree, but I, I, I would have think that that he would have uh, that he would have changed his tune to prevent you know, or changed his mind to prevent uh, to prevent that from being a, a possibility. But um, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna soapbox any anybody or anyone, and I'm certainly not gonna preach to anybody. But uh, the facts are the facts, and um, it, we are we're, we're all left to wonder. But you're right, Brent. I mean, that decision was made and was made by him and in in him alone, despite all of us talking to him about it and, and encouraging him otherwise. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's where we're at. So. 
I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to bring down the show. <laughs> That's not the intent. But uh, but, but life, this is this is li- this li- is our show. Yeah. But li- life is life happens and life is real and we're all just people at, at the end of the day. Um, I, and I, I just uh, I, I I just wish you know hard upon hearts that that the situation had turned out differently. But uh, but I, I've had some time to process the grief. And uh, I've, I've had some time to work through it, uh, talk talk through it with uh, with my mother and my brother and my wife and my daughter and family. And uh, and it, you know, three three and a half four months removed, uh, it doesn't lessen the hurt by any means. But it, at least at this point, we're we're all dealing with it uh, a bit more as part of part of everyday life, and you factor it into what you do and and how you go forward. Um, but but that's yeah that's that's it so so for everybody who was wondering that that's about the hiatus that that's what was going on it was uh it, it was on me uh but i was having to take care of uh of some some family affairs and there's still going to be some going forward naturally but i, I think we're at, at a point now where the time is a bit more uh manageable and um and hopefully it won't impact a uh, recording schedule uh too awful much going going forward so um, you know, if there if there's a little bit of slide one way or the other, then I'm I'm saying it right now that that's what it would be large. That's largely what it would be attributed to. But uh, but I I think we're I think we've got everything uh, fairly well. Um, you know, got our hands around everything at this point. So, um, it was tough though, man. It it was tough uh, to see to see it all wind up that way. So especially for something that we that we think could have been prevented. So anyway, that's. That, that's that's that Brent <laughs> and everybody else. So thank thank you for the folks. I I, I want to put a put a capstone on this. Thank you for everybody who reached out that asked about us during uh, during this hiatus. Ask what? Hey, where's the next episode? When's the next episode coming out? I'm Jones and I'm Jones for a new episode of the, of the podcast. Where are you guys doing? Okay, is everybody okay? Is Brent okay? Whitney, are you okay? I mean, had all kinds of questions. You know, fielded all kinds of questions over social media text uh you know facebook messenger whatever it may be so for everybody who reached out thank you number one for 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 asking and for caring and then number two thank you for the the sentiment after i I passed on what was going on um it's it's certainly appreciated and uh uh, for anybody who may reach out i I say i say thank you as well so it's um it's certainly appreciated in in that regard so that that's that's it i honestly i'm not even going to go into anything else that i had written down because it's not i don't feel that it's right to do so uh i wanted to talk about my dad and uh and and just say that uh that uh, papa love you and um <laughs> i just wish the situation had been different and um uh, um that's that's all i know to say well whitney uh, um again man um Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, I could, I'm, I'm sitting here across from you, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very respectful, but yet support you because I can see that you're, 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 you're having t- difficulty at times finding the words, which I'm sure we all understand. And uh, I, I didn't yeah. want to take that. I didn't want to come in and take something from you, and definitely yeah. not from your dad. No, so I, I'm I, sure I appreciate that. I, I'm, uh, it's at uh, just. <laughs> No. I mean, how do you rehearse that? You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. And I'm sitting there, and I, I realize I, stam- I stammered a little bit. That's because, okay. Because I'm sitting here thinking about 
the best way to say it. And uh, his his life, though, was a life well lived. I'll give it that. And uh, he did it on his terms and he did it his way. And uh, and, and I will tell you, he was loved and respected far and wide in the business that he was in. And the amount of people that we had um, that uh, that reached out to us uh, proved that. And uh, he, he was in the agriculture business and livestock business, and uh, he was he was gifted at what he did. He was truly gifted at what he did, and uh, there will never ever be another one like him. And uh, it, it's funny he he had a nickname, and he he went by House Cat. That was that was what everybody <laughs> called him. And there did, is did, there there is a uh, there is an absolutely hilarious story. Okay, you, that, so you know it. That's oh good. yes, yes, I know the story that goes behind how he got his name and um <laughs> which is good but yeah i'm glad you do but my, my my grandfather who who was near and dear to me yeah he he i don't know the genesis of his nickname and it never it never occurred to me to ask yeah until after he was gone so yeah. I, I but is I'm glad you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I do know, and Good. it's and it's something that that I'll, I'll be I'll be happy to tell at another point in time, or when we see people in person, or if anybody asks or whatever, be happy to tell. Um, it, but uh, but yeah, it was it was to the point where he was known so so popularly by his by his nickname House Cat that when people would write him checks, they would make the check out to House Cat, and that's it. No, not and, and the not, bank would cash it. And the banks would cash it because everybody knew who House Cat was. <laughs> everybody in and I'm telling you, counties and counties away, everybody knew who my dad was within those circles, within those oh. circles of agriculture, and um, and he was he was very well respected for the work that he did, and and I'm proud of the work that he did because it was uh, it was good work. He helped a lot of farmers out, and and he he helped keep uh, an industry alive for years and years and years. So he he found his calling, and I'm glad for that. He didn't labor away at a job that he did not love, and he did not labor away at something that he did not have passion for he had passion for what he did and uh for that you know i'm thankful for that and i, I hope that uh every day that he had was what he wanted it to be um I, i'm just i'm just sorry that he didn't get to go out on his own terms and i think that's the thing that hurts that, that hurts the most but uh but dad, um, you know, if if uh, if they if there are uh, if, if there's iTunes in heaven and you're you're able to hear this, then I uh, know that uh, know know that we love you. So, well, Whitney, um, so your your call. I, I don't I, for for once in uh, probably ever. Uh, I'm I'm really at a loss <laughs> for words. So yeah. we can maybe break and move to a different segment, or uh, you know what, I've got something that's a little bit more lighthearted. We can jump into right now if you you make the call. What's yeah. appropriate for you? Uh, so I so I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I think out of respect for for everybody listening. Um, it, 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 I don't want I don't want to um, I don't want to, to dwell on what is a tough topic okay okay so um, 
yeah why, why don't we yeah why don't we go into what what you want to cover uh, whether that's our trip to the music city well it's not on what here have you. because in typical brent fashion i like to surprise you oh fair enough okay well, well <laughs> let's let's hear it then how about that uh actually it's not as much hearing it is you have to dig it out of the front of that tempest <laughs> so i i you know, in retrospect, uh, yeah, that lock is dodgy, isn't it? <laughs> that lock, that lock is dodgy. Yes, it is. In, in in retrospect, I wonder if somehow of all the years of you mulling around in there, somehow you got all the way into the back and, uh, and know, hit that pot. You, you know, it is possible. <laughs> the, these sausage fingers, uh, who knows? Uh, who knows? You know where they go. When so I'm back for, there for the there. first time, and that I could ever think of, Whitney actually managed. Now that that's really in there, just right, Whitney. You gotta you gotta get a, a protractor out, maybe a tape measure. You may actually uh, you have to get down at the right angle. There's a little propping that in, is involved. I mean, it only goes in one way. Um, it is a, it's like one of those like uh, puzzle games that you yes. find on the table at a Cracker Barrel here in the U.S. So, so what we do, we do not take this out of the Tempest. You extract you, this yes, from exactly. The tempest there was an extraction involved. Yes, that, that much is true. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. So, and for the first time that I could ever remember, you opened the Tempest up without it sounding like a dump truck. Yeah, driving through. Uh, how did what did he, what did Lewis say in Christmas Vacation? A dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin <laughs> plant. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, my God, what, what 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 a great movie! So, tell that everybody is. what you've got there. Okay, so here, here's here is what we have. We have got. Don't, I kind of like to have that bag back. So oh, we, that's that's no worries. So no worries. Yeah. So so we have got a, a Christmas uh, a Christmas bag a, a a themed bag here. Uh, oh man, this is going to get good. This is going to get good quick. Is what this is. So I'm going to go ahead and start start extracting from the bag. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is awesome. So <laughs> so we have the Hallmark NES controller ornament, Christmas ornament. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, oh, it screamed Whitney. Yeah, that that I right there, like, that is that is awesome. I, was, that, I, I thought that's, either that's solid right there. Either I said either he does not have that one, love it, or he's got eight. <laughs> I do not have it, and I do and I do love it. Okay, now this next one. <laughs> This oh, next one, you get that last. Oh, oh, really? Okay, here. No, no you can go ahead with you, it. You want me to do, no, yeah, do that one last? It's typical. I mean, I, I, you might as well. I mean, we can go ahead and brag. I mean, uh, okay. No, no, you can do that now. Are no, you, do are that you sure? Now. Are I mean, you sure? I mean, that's probably the most expensive, most coveted gift in that bag. This is truly the most valuable from yes. a monetary standpoint gift in this bag. I spare no expense for, for my for my good friend. I, I do appreciate that. It is a. Uh, it appears to be a two ply roll of Charmin. Is what this is. <laughs> Toilet paper extraordinaire. Yes. Yeah. That that's very key in the times that we live in. And, and <laughs> this I, is true. I, I made a little ribbon for it. Too, you, so. you did. It, it is actually. It's tied up very very nicely. <laughs> All right. Then we have. <laughs> this, this is pretty cool. We have a set of Super Mario Brothers crew socks okay which is uh everyone needs that which is really awesome and dude you're quite the shopper i will i will give you that oh oh wow nice i had mixed emotions on that yes um i thought you might enjoy that for display or it might be a toy for uh a game well now it could it could it will wind up being both let's put it it, it could wind up being both let's okay. put it that way but this is uh this is the batman 66 
uh, Batmobile and Batman figurines. That is that is so awesome, and I will take a picture of all of this. Does it say what the scale is on that? I, mm. I'm guessing thirty second. Uh, it's small enough to where that that's yeah. probably the case. Yeah. Um, it's about the size. It's a little bit smaller, but if you know what must the Mustang and a Mustang pinball looks like, it's um, a little smaller than that. You know, this does not. It say, doesn't. Say. It doesn't say. Um, Oh man! No, wow. no, don't Some worry of that text yeah. is so small, yeah, dude. I, that, I'm, I'm well into the. Um, they do that on purpose. Since we've recorded last, I've had another birthday, so yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, well onto the cheaters. Oh, I'm su- I'm many years into cheaters yeah, at this point. Yeah. Well, Brent, this is absolutely fantastic. Thank you don't, very much. Don't be don't be going using that toilet paper all in one one sitting. No, 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 <laughs> no. In, in fact, uh, we're, we're just going to build that out right there. <laughs> right there. It's a yes. little wall. Yeah, it's like a little wall, and uh, that that is uh, that's awesome. And and you know, to think about the toilet paper, that's the cherry on <laughs> that's, top. Yeah, There's no doubt. Like that. <laughs> in in the bag, we uh, we we will leave with yeah, you. Yeah, I'd like How to hold on that? the bag. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Back in the tempest, we never. Know. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is all good. Thank you, sir. I really, really do appreciate. You're so that. very welcome. Yes, Music City Multicon. You want to talk about that? Yes, we did get to attend that. We we did. So um, the end of October, uh, we, we were able to peel ourselves away. Uh, I was able to get everything squared away with what I was working on at home, and it was a welcomed break let's put it that way i I almost said well deserved but i I don't know that that's the right word but welcome to break is 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 the best way to say it and our good friend david corrigan uh of the uh of the grand old game room expo fame of years past and the pixel the proprietor along with his wife julia of the pixel planet arcade uh in tennessee um they are they What's the best way to say this, Brent? They they kind of revamped the Grand Ole Game Room Expo yep. into what is now called the Music City Multicon, and uh, and again that took place over uh, the the Halloween weekend, uh, and it was just it was a blast. I, I I so thoroughly enjoyed it. What was what was your initial thoughts on it? Well, as part of the revamp, mm-hmm. you know, they added. Um, I mean, they added all kinds of stuff. They had uh, a much larger vendor area. They uh, had board gaming. Uh, of course, there was the pinball tournament. But along with all that, for all this added um, uh, content, for lack of a better word, they also changed the venue location. They, they were did. at the Farm yeah. Bureau Center. And I mean, technically, I mean, it, it's very, it's Lebanon, Tennessee, which is very, very close to Nashville, Tennessee. Right. Yeah. The like venue was amazing. Outskirts. Oh, the venue was, the venue was fantastic. I love the venue personally. I thought it was, I, I, I thought, thought it, it was, was great. great. Yeah, I yeah. did. I did too. And I, I admit I was a little concerned with the concrete floor of the main layout of the main space, but just the way the, 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 I guess the way the roof is shaped. Yeah. And it was not a flat roof. It was a peaked roof and it, it, it was, uh, I guess the way the insulation in there works. I mean, it it wasn't echoey. It wasn't boomy. I mean, mm. it was uh, it was a phenomenal place. the The place was even from a cleanliness perspective. Oh yeah, it, was, mean, it fan- was it was fantastic. It was top notch. Yes, yes. Uh, overall, though, at the at the at the event, I, I had a great time. Of course, we had pinball. We had arcade. And one of the neatest things was 
and I'm, I'm actually looking at the site now. You may remember it off the top of your head. They had a group that came in um, affiliated with a larger group, if I got it right. But this, it was uh, ba- the, the group that was there was a Tennessee group affiliated with a larger group. And overall, they do these modern gaming tournaments. Correct, yes. And um, if you can find it, Whitney, as I'm just yammering on about it, I, I know we're doing this kind of uh, uh, kind of cold here, but they they did they, they did a modern gaming tournament out in the main the main hall and okay, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, but that is that's our next generation. You know, it is. And it, it made me think about Years ago, Kumite, I think. Kumite, is, yeah, Kumite is what I think it's called. Yeah, K U M I T E. I think it's, I think it's pronounced Kumite. Years ago, there there was a there used to be a large game uh, uh, car show that that rotated through Louisville, and it was a stop on a circuit mm-hmm. that the 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 big time folks would follow. They'd show their card, all these venues across the country competing for points. And, uh, um, you know, you try to have basically the best car in the series. Is, is, but when, when, when the local show ran, I'm getting to a point here, and I'm assuming it was the same in the other cities, <laughs> the, they had open uh, uh, admission for locals. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was a ginormous show. It, 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 it was uh, held at our at the Kentucky State Fairgrounds, which is a very good, a very big fairgrounds. Uh, the Farm Bureau Fairgrounds that we mentioned, the Farm Bureau uh, uh, location we mentioned, that's actually the, the the fair the fair location for the Kentucky or excuse me the Tennessee State Fair. So that's the venue Dave and Julia had the show at. But 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 anyway, where I'm going with this is is at the end of this car show there was the closing ceremonies. And uh, one of the comments made, you know, during the trophy presentation and all that, one of the comments made by one of the local automotive car show dignitaries was, hey, look, I know everyone kind of looks a little sideways at the lowriders and at the hydraulics cars and at, you know, pick your poison. They're not the muscle car. Basically, what he was saying is, is all the old timers are looking sideways uh, over the hoods of their Camaros and their Impalas and their Firebirds and um, and their Mopars at the kids with the tuner cars. Point being is that's what's coming. Oh yeah, they were you. Yeah, twenty and thirty and forty years ago. Yep, you just aren't seeing it. That's, that's and, and exactly that's right. That's how I looked at this group of. I mean, it was phenomenal to watch them. Yeah, they came in. They were uh, a great group of people to be around. They were. Oh, they, and I'm they, highlighting they, they, this because this was this was a, a one of the paradigm shifts yeah. from prior shows. Yeah, and and they brought a lot of activity and a lot of uh, energy, was, energy, and just li- liveliness to the show. I mean, there there was there was a tremendous amount of fervor attached with everything that they were doing. There's there's no doubt about it. It. I mean, it was it was a sight to behold. They supported one another like you wouldn't believe. Uh, they would play. There was casual play. The tournament play. The as they got to the upper rounds, they had them on huge projectors. People would gather around. And uh, I mean, we're from Kentucky. College basketball is big. Mm-hmm. I've been in venues. I'm not a ball. I'm not a, a sports ball fan. 
but you know when someone's team scores it's ah yeah oh yeah i i, I the these gamers put the most avid college basketball shame to fame yeah uh, to, to shame yes they i did. mean they, they were, were cheering for one another they were they were in it they, there is they no were. doubt yes so i mean that that was exciting even even though i had no idea what was going on because i <laughs> i didn't know the format and i didn't understand i didn't i didn't know which games which fighting it i had no idea but it was still just an amazing thing to be a part of it was it was fun it was fun to just have it as part of the backdrop of the of the overall convention itself because it it just it brought a level of engagement and liveliness to to Mm -hmm. the entire i mean to, to the entire venue because you could hear them when you were walking the halls and everything like that and it was it was just really neat to have that level of of excitement going on because it it felt like it bled over into everything else and it it made the rest of the show feel that much more alive Uh, yes it did yeah i was really really impressed with just how they how they acted and and what they did it was neat and and i'm not downplaying the things that we we classically cover because dave had it there he had pinball there Mm -hmm. a lot of pinball he had a lot of arcade games yeah uh he had tons of consoles and all this was under air quotes one roof yeah you could you could turn 90 degrees from watching um watching the tournaments we were just talking about and play gauntlet yes and then you could turn from there 45 degrees and i'm gonna go play playstation or xbox or uh dreamcast or ColecoVision or or, the switch or whatever yeah it was i mean all generations were represented there were most all generations were represented there so you know the big switch the the big addition uh i said switch because you just said switch (laughs) the big additions were like the the modern gaming tournaments Mm -hmm. uh you've got notes here whitney about the comic book artists voice actors cosplayers that was all new that was brought in to to enhance the show this year yes exactly whitney go ahead i think you're going rob is going to yeah and and when i think about the the folks that that were that were there that that would fall within i guess our you know our slice of of this of this larger pie here uh you know billy mitchell of course was there and i mean everybody knows who billy mitchell is i mean i hadn't heard of him. yeah exactly i don't think he needs any introduction but he was there with his booth set up and you know, taking pictures with with folks all week all weekend long. Uh, you know, he did a he did a, a Pac Man gameplay demonstration as well. So let's t- let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. So he, here's here's what he did. It, he gave me the rundown, and, and I need to research this more because I didn't realize this stuff was out there. But the more he talked about it, the more I realized or remembered him making mention of this. Okay. So there's your standard Pac Man. Then there's what they, what he and his group, and I say in a group by, I mean like real Pac-Man players mm-hmm. that know more about it than Pac-Man eat dots. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they call the advanced set. So that's what they call that within their, their the, the Pac-Man player community. And what, what the, one of the questions there was Billy knew in the community knows, and hopefully I'm getting this right that the advanced set starts harder mm-hmm. so that way that I, my, my impression was it was introduced to to operators as a way to make the game 
air quotes, this is my words, new again because people were getting better at it than they anticipated. So they needed to start the game at a harder point. Mm -hmm. So game times would drop. My words there. Yeah. So the question was, uh, an experienced player realizes that it starts at what would have normally been board four in terms of difficulty. But you don't you didn't get the 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 little ticks at the bottom to show you that you'd play four boards. You basically started uh, as if you were on board one, but it was difficulty of board four. So the question was, and, and we were debating this, do did they did they do something in the game to basically start it at board four, but whatever the flags are at the bottom that shows your board progression, Mm -hmm. you don't have a board counter, a hard board counter. Right. Did they just dump that? Did they change that counter to be board one and the actual board counter from a difficulty perspective for the logic in the game to be board four? Or did they change the whole thing to be board four and just change the display to act like it was counter yeah. board. Where or, did they mess with the yeah. counter? Or did they port all the logic down to board one right. and then go up from there? Yeah. So where this comes into play is Billy played the the um, in public and, and so what, what, what did he play? And, and I don't want to oversell it, but I want to sell it properly. Okay. That's so fair. I'm just going to be safe here because it's been a little bit. I'm a little removed from it. Mm-hmm. So he publicly played the first perfect Pac-Man on the advanced chipset. Okay. And then to try to answer the question, um, and honestly, now that I think about it and all the excitement, I never got the answer. So the idea is, is you know what the perfect Pac-Man is going to be in terms of points on a standard set right because you've got a fixed number of boards to get to the 256 board where it loses its mind it, mm-hmm. it stack over it, it, it buffer overruns mm-hmm. and you get the split and then even in the split you've got so many pellets that you can eat a couple hidden and then once you get to that point with a given set of settings you've got so many pac-men so you can't lose a pac-man you have to eat every dot every power pellet and then every possible, and I say possible because as you progress in, in difficulty, the, the ghosts go blue for like a microsecond. So there's no possible way to get them. But on the boards where that doesn't happen, you have to eat every blue ghost, everything, yeah. every, uh, every bonus fruit, all of it. Yeah. And then you have to get there without losing a Pac-Man because you have to kill those Pac-Men off one at a time and then go back into the scrambled half of the board on the split screen and read the dot and, and, and then, find the invisible dots yeah, and get them and get to get them. those yep. 10 points, 10 points, 10 points. Yep. So the question was, is where does it start? Do you lose those four boards or are they, are you actually playing them? Yeah. Because that would, that would change your end number of points. And so that's what that's what he did. And in all fairness, uh, all honesty, I lost track <laughs> of the point count. Yeah, I, I did. I did too because, because of the excitement of him doing this. Yeah, and, and we, I, I recall this as being a conversation we had near the beginning of his run. But of course, he parked the game overnight. And oh, yeah. let it run, and then uh, and he then started playing Saturday. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then when I left at noon on Sunday, he was still going. And so uh, it, it's not about how fast he did it it's not about how you know in how many hours that he did it or anything like that 
he was aiming for getting the highest possible score on that ROM set is what he was going right. for. A perfect game yeah. on the advanced board set. Yeah. And then a subsequent uh, or a, a side effect of that is you answer the question of, do you play those four boards yeah. that represent, you know, did they start it at board zero and then in the program, they started our board one and they started board one with what was board four's difficulty or did they do something in the, in the software just to jump you right to board four yeah, exactly. and you lost the first three boards. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it was phenomenal to watch him play. I oh mean, yeah. He played, he played till like 12 30 or midnight whatever it was saturday night and you can sit there and talk to him and he's got ghosts like a pixel off of him he's chatting with you just like i'm talking to you <laughs> yeah it was i was nervous to ask him a question he uh-huh. starts talking to me yeah and it, it was i've seen billy play but i've never seen billy play uh-huh yeah. and it was just like hey what and here's here's the thing too i i um he he came to me I almost said I tuned the game, and I don't want to say it that way because, oh, my God, Billy's cheating. Yeah. He could tell that, like, one direction wasn't as quickly quick to respond as the other. On the joystick. On the joystick. Yeah. So I opened it up, and I, sure enough, that side, the gap was different. Not by much. Yeah. But so, I, you know, I worked with him, and even the gap gaps up on the joystick. But, th- but that's how tuned he is. I mean, it was just Whitney, honestly, like I said, I've seen him play. I've seen Joel play. I've seen many world-class players play, but I've never watched them play. Because usually I'm yeah. doing something around it. That's right. I'm doing yes. something for the show, either our show or the venue. And, and, but I watched, I got after all these years, I got to watch him play, and it is amazing. It was pretty impressive. There is no doubt about it. So that brings me yeah. to what's on the floor down here to my right. Oh, okay. What have you got? I'm trying to reach for it without ripping all the stuff off the table. Okay, be very careful. So Brent has uh, he's removed the headphones, and he's back up. Oh, he's got. Some I got a moving t- blanket. Yeah, you got a moving blanket. So wrapped up in this blanket, Whitney. I mean, is it, is what? It's soft, so I can't do any of Whitney Whitney's foley work. Okay. Work. So I'm, I'm I'm just envision me unwrapped. Well, you can see it, but as listeners, just oh, in, this is cool. Envision yeah. in. Yeah, so it is a Pac-Man marquee. So I had already brought, uh, I went through my collection and I had brought with me three marquees. Da- down to the Music City Multicon? Yeah, I did. Okay. Pac-Man marquees. Oh, so you were planning this ahead of time. Well, I didn't know I didn't know that Billy was going to do this. Okay. And honestly, I don't think Billy knew. Uh, there was a super nice Pac-Man that Dave brought in for the show, Dave and Julia, and a super nice Donkey Kong. And then when he realized which uh, um, ROM set was in it, yeah. I think that's what spurred, brought, spurred, spurred him, to, him do to do this. this. Yeah, exactly. So I had brought three marquees down. I was going to ask ask him to sign them. And the intention was to put one up here. Uh-huh. And I was going to uh, uh, maybe get one... Um, in a box for rec bar for or something bar. oh yeah you know, yeah that'd be i just cool. was like all right i'm just gonna have him sign because he signed them for me before and he'll put like the perfect pac-man score yeah. something related you know anything yeah. but something donkey kong related because <laughs> i mean donkey kong uh, but so what he ended up doing uh, is he man, signed all my, three my, of, my stomach still hurts over that but yes uh, uh, donkey kong yes yeah yeah so he signed all three of them okay cool and then in, in on them he wrote history's first pac-man um, original advanced chip 
and he dated it and signed it uh, Billy Mitchell, and it's October 31st, 2021, Billy Mitchell. So what was really cool is I have three, uh-huh. so he numbered them one of three, two of oh, three, and did. three of three. How about that? So three number one of three is mine. Okay. Because it's my idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it should be. Yeah, I mean, you went to but the trouble, you took them down. number two of three is yours. Oh, well, dude, you don't have to do that. Well, man, thank you. That's, I mean, you have, you have loaded me up. That is awesome. Thank you, sir. Wow. That is so cool. This is going to go, this is going to go up in my game room. I figured it would. Yes. This will go up in my game room. There is no doubt. I I had one marquee from him. That is awesome, Brent. Thank you so much. Years ago. that, That is sweet. I actually had in a pack. And then I sold the Pac-Man. Uh-huh. And that's, I was like, man, I wish I hadn't have sold that marquee. And I was like, I'm going to take some marquees down there. I've got tons of Pac-Man marquees. Yeah. And then he did what he did. And then in Billy fashion, I was like, can, let's just numb. Okay. <laughs> so there's only three of those marquees now that yeah. commemorate this event of yeah. him playing the per, the first perfect Pac-Man on that variation of, of the Pac-Chip set. And uh, now you've got one of them. You've got two. You've got two or three. So that now is, three, three. I don't know what I'm going to do with. I don't know. We might. Uh, like I'm going to do the same. I'm going to make a, a shadow box or a, a backlit box similar to a, a, a friend of mine and his brother made one. It's back here on top of Ziggy. Okay. And it's got a kangaroo marquee in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do something similar or make. You know what? I should reach out to them and just have the you know see if i can contract them to you know buy some of my time back and contract them to make me one yeah um but nonetheless yeah that my intention was already to put one of these up in in my game room and definitely this that that's going to happen now that i've got this now that it's extra extra special well, that is yeah that that's awesome that that is awesome and and you know something I know that there's backlash around uh, around some some of what Billy does, um, and I, I know that there's there's people that that want to, you know, that, that want to put their two cents in on it one way or the other. That's that's fine. That's that's how free speech works, and that's that's how that's how this that's what all of this is built on. So I, I don't I don't detract anything from that, but I, I will say. Uh, yeah, very. Uh, he's always been very gracious to us, and uh, he, ha- yeah, he has always been uh, world class. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I, I, Whitney, I can't say any better than you did. I mean, do, I, I, I just, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So it's it's neat to uh, you know it's neat to see that he comes out and you know he shakes hands with so many people. I've I've never seen him turn you know turn anybody away you know from you know from from a photo op or anything like that he's always availed himself made himself uh you know very very accessible to to people and and you know and of course he helped us with with everything that we did with nintendo with the skyscraper project and uh and and, and, and on top of that the, yeah so yeah that excel that it's ex, uh, that itself uh, this is our first show yeah that itself is typical of of how i see billy yeah definitely. there's there's people have made billy out i know this is this is kind of getting pointed people are you know, controversial people make billy out to be in for billy yeah. billy had nothing to gain there was nothing in it for billy 
to help you all with Skyskipper. And it wasn't an easy ask. <laughs> oh, but no. Billy, Billy enjoys the community. He enjoys the hobby. He, yeah. Oh, I say the hobby. I, Billy doesn't have any game. He has no games at home. Yeah. You know, um, but you know he support i guess supports is the best yeah. is the best thing and he's a genuine person yeah yeah very very much he, so very and, much and, so you know you asked for assistance and he he had the ability to give it and that's what he did and, and he did yeah that, that's exactly right so it good good stuff um yeah i think i think putting that up at reg with that that third marquee whatever you decide to do with it uh, putting it up at reg bar or something like that i think that would be a neat ad for someplace because you're not going to get you're not going to see another one it, so yeah yeah, there's like I said, there's only three of them that commemorate that event. Exactly. Yeah, no, that that so, was that, that's neat, man. Thank you, thank you you're very so much. You're so very welcome. And and there were there were other guests there as well. Uh, John, Champo. oh, was there? I'm sorry, he, I just I know. Yeah, Billy's got Billy's got a persona. Yeah, he does. Yes, there's no ahead. denying that. Uh, John Champo from from Champ Games, uh, highly esteemed uh, Atari 2600 homebrew developer, uh, the author author of many many really excellent arcade ports for the Atari 2600 and you may think you may think oh he just said arcade port in Atari 2600 yeah. in the same sentence yes it's true i mean if you if you look at his resume and his back catalog um, it's it is impressive what he has uh, been able to wrangle uh, out of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred over the years. Um, his full body of work is represented uh, his, on his website Champ. I think it's Champ Games, if I'm not mistaken. I want to make sure that I that I got that right. You got her. I can look it up. Uh, yeah, I, I think it is Champ Games, and. Yep, that's it. And of course, he is very active on Atari Age as well, uh, where he contributes to a lot of the forums, discusses uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred development, the, the the whole nine yards, quote unquote, around you know, around homebrew development for Atari. Just well respected, very uh, very easy to easy to talk to gentleman. Thoroughly enjoyed our, our time with him, and uh, and he premiered his uh, his newest game, Robot War Twenty Six Eighty Four, which is an arcade port of uh, Robotron, so that was that was neat to be able to pick that up there. That Re- was an, that never was heard an exclusive. Of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> we'll have to go back through some of these episodes, man. Uh, but yeah, that was that was uh, that was debuted there as an exclusive there at the show. And then Steve Nutter from Retrotech, uh, he's got a very active YouTube channel where he uh, he features refurb work on uh, PVMs and BVMs and uh, classic arcade or just classic CRTs. Well, maybe not. Classic may not be the right word to go with CRT, but let's just say I, the CRTs. And I missed his presentation again, <laughs> just, you know, doing things at the show. Yeah. And I've I've got to catch it. Because, yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. It's good. He goes through a lot of the history of the CRT and, and TVs and the, the companies and everything like oh, that. Oh, he does? Yeah, oh. yeah. It's it's neat because he, he talked about Sony. I've got to get a life. That sounds it, so exciting. It, it, well, it, well it, I it's, say. it's very interesting. Because interesting, it, yes. Yeah, he he talked about the lineage of of the Trinitron product line, and then other companies that that developed, you know, shadow mask tubes and tubes without shadow mask, and just yeah, it's it's just good information to know is what it it's, is. It's 
even if you're not working on things yourself, it's yeah. it, like you said, it's it's really interesting information to know because you know you get a better idea of what goes on in your collection. That's that's exactly whether right. it's console or arcade. Yeah, and and, and Steve uh, again, he he contributes a lot to the community. He shows uh, on his YouTube channel how he rebuilds a lot of the PVMs and the BVMs that he gets. And uh, he's branched out a bit into computer monitors and and other types of CRTs, but a good solid channel on CRT information. There's uh, there's no doubt. So uh, so so Steve Nutter from Retrotech, um, and he's on Twitter as well. I think it's Retrotech USA, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah, overall the Music City Multicon was a great show. I love the size of it. I love the the way that everything flowed. I I, I just love the the um what can we call it the vendor area and how it was adjacent to the overall the, the game hall itself mm-hmm. and you, it was very easy to move between the two of them and yeah i mean everything it was, was it, it was it just was, so accessible yes. it was yeah. very accessible and i really appreciated that in, in the main the main entryway the main hallway uh there was uh local food vendors mm-hmm. so uh you know it, it, it it's it's people from the area you know I, I i can't say it any better than that i said local food vendors and the the on-site food was really it, it, it was it was good yeah it was it, <laughs> it was, was it was really, really good. good yeah the food trucks there were were on time let's put it that way yeah um and i guess the only other thing here brent before we get uh, i know you've got a few things you want to cover here in the tech segment the only other thing that i did want to make a mention of is uh uh, my 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 good mate Alex and I we were on uh, and this was right before Thanksgiving. We were invited to come on uh, Dell's Arcade Roundtable, which is a YouTube show uh, from um, from Delusional's Arcade. That's the YouTube channel. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. And it was it was just a fun time. Uh, they they kept they pretty much capped the the entire talk to uh, about an hour. We were invited on to potentially talk about Skyskipper, and we went up didn't we went up not talking about that like at all. And it was just uh, it was just talking a bit about Alex's uh, game room and the refurb that he's done there uh we talked a good bit about our podcast i I did not realize this uh brent but dell and all of the all of the folks that host that show of which there are five or six every single one of them listened to our show and had asked when's the next episode coming out why why have you guys had had a bit of a lurch you know on your schedule brent everybody said to tell you hi they wanted to uh at some point invite the both of us back on their show it was it was a good good time just very uh just very light-hearted discussion and i just really enjoyed it and uh and and dell and and troy gibbs and and mike and everybody else that were that were a part of that just you know thank you for the invite uh would, it was a good experience would definitely do it again so you can find that on uh again on delusionals arcade it's on youtube and uh it was it was neat we we didn't really talk a tremendous amount i mean it's their show we just uh we just waited for them to see this with some questions but once we got going it, it was going pretty good so it, it was again a great experience i just opened the link and i'm like how have i not and i apologize it's well, I, I tell you how I've not seen this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will tell you how I, I have not watched this. And, and I'm going to say something that isn't going to surprise you. Um, when I'm not m- working on my games uh-huh. I, and when I'm not doing the podcast, yeah. I really don't 
I don't look for that. Yeah. You don't look for that content. No, I don't. I get Yeah, I get it. And I get it. uh, I know. I don't even know which pinball podcasts are out there anymore, which arcade or console. uh, I mean, I still listen to RGR, Retro Gaming Roundup. Yeah. But other than that, dude, that's that's totally fine. And I, I freely admit, and I told Troy, Troy Gibbs, he, he's on the roundtable as well. Um, you know, I told Troy, I'm like, Troy, I apologize, but I, you know, I've heard of, of Dell's channel, but I've never watched it. And and I they mean, listen to us too. That's what makes yeah, it so. Yeah, and, and I and I did. I felt I, I did. I, I freely I say this with all the transparency in the world. I felt bad about that because I, I felt like I hadn't I hadn't reciprocated reciprocated the way that the way that they had invested time in us and uh but i will say fantastic group of guys it was so much fun and i would i would definitely do it again and um and you know brent maybe after the turn of the year we can find an hour and and, you know and uh, you know hop on uh you know hop on zoom or 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 whatever they they decide to use and and just you know go through that so it was it was yeah i'm gonna have to to start checking this out i mean i i do have uh, um um, uh, I'll, I'll stream YouTube and I'll uh-huh. watch a video on RC cars or yeah. something. Well, uh, while I'm like on the elliptical, yes. but, you know, I could, uh, what I should do is just throw these on. Well, here's honestly. the, here's the thing. You are much like I, in the sense that when I'm exercising and I'm on my treadmill or whatever I'm doing, I'm watching YouTube channels that are not typically arcade or pinball related. Uh, the sole exception to that is I watch Alex's uh, Nintendo Arcade channel. That is one that I do seek out and I, and I do watch. But all of my other content is uh, is around console gaming. And I watch like Retro RGB. That's a good one. My Life in Gaming. That's a good one that I watch. And then you know, I watch like console modding channels for for like, for <laughs> like okay. yeah for like modding consoles and then for for whatever reason i have gotten into the into this i watch a lot of tesla channels okay and, like yes. tesla repair no, like like tesla auto like the electric automobile right, right. yes yeah like, no just news about what's going on with tesla and spacex oh, okay. and stuff like that and then, I, I know there's a few channels out there where people take wrecked teslas mm-hmm. and that's that's their passion yeah and they they, and they, try, they, re, they rebuild them yeah they rebuild yeah. them yep yep and so i watch like uh, I, i've gotten into this over the past several months of where i watch um, a lot of channels that are focused on electric vehicles and alternative, like alternative fuel vehicles and things like that. And there's there's some really good ones out there. So, what, do you know which uh, episode you were on? I see Dale's Roundtable, and they mm. at least of the roundtables, they've got seven. But they've yeah. got all kinds of other videos out here. They they do. I I don't have the link handy, okay. but I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, because yeah. if it, if you're on it, I just want to know which one to avoid. <laughs> yeah, you, it's the one you don't need to watch. How about that? It's like, 30, listen, I get enough of that guy every single thirteen month. seconds I, in. I'm I, gonna throw I, something I, in my TV. Yeah, Donkey like, Kong, bam. <laughs> yeah, because they they ask what's your favorite arcade game, and it, it's like I answer Donkey Kong. They well, why? Tell us the story. And it, it's the story I love to tell that you hate to hear. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that goes oh my gosh <laughs> uh, all right whitney how about you how about a little break here we'll take let's, a little break let, and then let's we'll shoot shift over yeah i got look, a couple of things i want to touch on in the tech segment and then um i think we got some news and feedback we too. do we do have some feedback and just a, a bit of follow-up on on a on a, a little bit of news but uh, yeah why don't we hear some of that sweet transition music and uh we'll be right back 
So Whitney, before we talk a little bit about like technical stuff, something popped to mind that we didn't cover uh, relating to the Music City Multicon, and that's the fact that most everyone uh, failed to recognize me. <laughs> this much is true. Yes. Yes. A uh, very good friend of the show, Jim Hale, actually walked up, and I caught him out of the corner of my eye, and he was like, I could see him as if he was he he was staring and he'd look away and he'd stare and he'd kind of cock his head and he'd uh-huh. look at me yeah and uh uh then it occurred to me that he hadn't seen me since i grew my hair back out yes I, well i say back out i hadn't had it this long probably since high school <laughs> uh and i think also yes i had i grew uh, you've known me to have a a, a, a goatee on and off mm-hmm. yeah. i mean I, i'll randomly do that so the double whammy is also right before the show i grew a goatee <laughs> So. Yeah, it was well. I mean, I knew. I mean, I, I knew you just because just so familiar seeing you. Yeah, and it didn't. It honestly, it didn't really surprise me all that much because <laughs> you have kind of changed your look off and on over you know over the years. So I just thought, okay, that's you know, it's all good. Yeah, you know? but you're bring, right. I think it took a lot of people by surprise. It took a lot, yeah, yeah. And, that, and it was kind of a running commentary with yeah. uh, uh, a couple of us, which which was a hoot. But <laughs> anyway. So uh, I got a couple of things I wanted to, to touch on. One I think we've talked about, but the, the first one I'll throw out here real quick for budding uh, our DDR arcade owners, as Whitney may be someday. I, I hope to be at some point, yes. So I, I had um, the pleasure of working on basically a dead DDR. Okay. And I come to find out that uh, it, it, for, well, first of all, uh, one of the, one of the things that shocked me is is that for it, it, this vintage of DDR was I think late nineties ninety eight two thousand two thousand one somewhere in there okay, and for as popular as the game is even to this day, I mean on location even the older ones they they make bank they earn yeah they earn yep. still yep for as popular as that game was and is. The documentation for it is like scant. Hmm. It's shocking. Okay. And even for as long as they've been out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the documentation I found, um, oh, so but I'll even back up. So, as I understand from good friend of the show, Nick Baldridge, who is a, a big DDR fan, knows a lot about the platform, the, uh, um, the, the vintage the game of the game that I had my head in, there was. Two, po- two potential countries of origin for the cabinets. And I think ours, the one I worked on, was f- uh, a Korean cabinet. Okay. If I, This has been a bit. I have to go back and look at my, at my notes uh, in, our, in our text exchanges. But the one, the, the one thing that Nick was like, okay, does it have this kind of internal plugs? It's got, yeah, okay, yeah, so it's this type of cabinet. I mean, it's... If you know it, you know it. Yeah, and he knows it. And he knows it. Yeah. But the thing that was more interesting to me is, is that, for, again, a game that was this popular, you had to know it. It just, I couldn't find this information. The manual that I found had the basic shape of the cabinet kind of drawn. It wasn't a manual that had, like, actual pictures. And, like, I'm looking at my Tron. If you go and pull out the Midway manual from when Tron was new, it's got actual pictures yeah. in black and white, but yeah. they're act- pictures of the actual game. These were all hand-drawn. Hand These were all, all drawn. Wow. Okay? Wow. And, okay. Um, 
the the manual didn't line up with the game that I had. Like the manual showed the amp section and the power supply section on boards that slid in vertically, whereas everything in this in the center section of the game in the back of it, it's kind of T shaped, yeah, like an upside down T. Everything was stacked. Ver- instead of have being on the board and the boards going in vertically everything was stacked and the boards themselves were horizontal and they were stacked like a uh, <laughs> like a layer cake it was just i was like in the uh, I, I, what they do they take it and turn it over on no, the no, side it's, no it was the way it was made, it's the I way mean, it, was made. it wasn't okay. it, if you looked at the drawings and the in every copy of the manual i could find it looked as if i i don't know if this this makes sense because if you've never seen this but like on a berserk arcade game Mm -hmm. you could there's a door on the left side of the face of the game that you can open unlatch once you get the coin door open unlatch this little door on the side the side uh left side of the kick panel opens and you slide out a board that's got all the board set on it okay so that's how these at least in the drawing everything was oriented they were on a board that would slide in like books on a bookshelf whereas everything in this game was turned like 90 degrees and they were slid in like drawers in a in a chest of drawers okay and i'm like i can't even find the manual that matches this game it was it was just phenomenally confusing but at the end of the day, the, the thing had some dead power supplies, and I say dead because it's got four power supplies in it. Good gosh. Three that three that are 12 volt. And if I recall correctly, because it's been a little bit since I had my head in it, two run the amp. So you got my, I think you had one that runs the upper cabinet and one that lo- runs the lower cabinet speakers, one each. Then you had one 12 volt or yeah 12 volt supply that runs the lighting and everything in the game pad and then the fourth supply is more analogous to what we see as a classic arcade supply with the whole spread of voltages yeah, yeah. that ran the board set okay and uh they in the two the three 12s two of them were one amp rating and the third was yet another and then you know the the fourth supply that ran the board set was its own animal what ended up happening was is I realized the thing had two dead 12 volt supplies so half of the speakers were out and then the one that ran the game pad is the one that died and eventually took the game down because it actually the game pad actually has logic in it it's not just discrete switches that that those pads there's actually little logic boards that run each of the each of the pads that you dance on yeah okay so once it, it was dead the board the, the the dance pad was dead and the other kind of kicker to it and then uh, i found this or nick's forwarded to me we traded a lot of information he was trying to help me out um the the power supplies so like on a nintendo whitney you know on the power the power section the bottom of the nintendo it's got what looks like two conventional u.s style plugs in it with no ground pin okay and that one of them runs the marquee and one runs the monitor well there was two banks like that screwed to the side of the cabinet internally that the various things would plug into and so I'm assuming that we look at it like a U.S. plug. I don't know what the NEMA number is here in the U.S. Um, I don't know if that 
just happens to be the same form factor as a common interconnect cable for other types of equipment uh, overseas in in Korea or Japan or wherever. But nonetheless, it looked like those plugs that are in the bottom in the floor on the power plant section of a Nintendo. There was two of them in there. And one of them had a lead that ran over to each you know the power supplies that's where the power supplies were plugged in okay but all the ground the the frame ground the green wire as we normally see them in in equipment here stateside all those screw posts on all of them were empty and in fact it was there's a warning so if you got one of these games all of those circuits were designed to be discrete. They were designed to be separated. Hmm. And you couldn't even tie them together with the ground backplane across all those power supplies. If you did, it would cause a rift in time and space. And, <laughs> uh, you know, you you need Picard and Data and gosh knows what to, to get you out of this. Maybe Troy has a, a play in it. I don't know. So you can't, you know, you're even cautioned in what little I could find online to not go out and get like some modern Mondo 12 volt, 400 billion amp power supply to run it all. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So you have to, if you, if you blow a supply, you have to replace that supply and keep the wiring separated for that function. So yeah, it was just kind of an interesting little thing that that I come across. Again, you know, one I was shocked that the documentation was so sparse. Two, I was a little surprised at the the variations in the cabinets. And three, just the interesting way that it was wired internally. You know, because I, I I'm used to everything. If there's a piece of metal in a game, pinball, arcade, whatever, or coin op, it's all it's all looped together. It's all bonded exactly. together, exactly. Grounded. That, that's why this just kind of takes me by surprise. Yeah, I it guess. was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was rather interesting. But I, you know, the lesson learned here is, is if you got one of these games, I got the supplies from Jameco. And I, I don't I, I don't have a link because honestly, I think they rotate stuff so often that it probably wouldn't be worth having. Uh, it, it would change, but if you ever buy anything from Jameco, they're a, they're a the I've used them for uh, uh, electronic supplies on and off for a while. They're mm-hmm. not near as big as a Mauser, but everything they've got, they've always got very good prices on. And one of their specialties is like wall wart type power supplies, and then also switching power supplies. Okay. So I just yeah. went into their I went into their their wizard and said, look, I need a twelve volt only supply that supplies this this amp. And what I did is I, whatever the higher amp was, because I said there was two amp ratings, I just got three supplies to replay to, of the same, of the same type. Yeah. You know, and I just shotgunned all of them, replaced them all because they'd all been in there the same period of time. Well, and that's, I mean, is what I did. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the bam, the game's up and running and the kids love it. Yeah. So yeah, DDR, uh, fun for the whole family. The other thing I wanted to bring up, (laughs) I mean, it is it is a lot of fun. I will say that. Uh, well, yeah. it's not my jam. But yeah. I'm not that I'm not that rhythmically inclined. I, I get. You. Plus, I my get hair it. it just flaps everywhere. It, it it's would. so long. It, it would. It just flows. It, it would it deter just, from your enjoyment. It Let's would, put it, it that would, way. It would. Yes. It'd get in my way. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I think I think you've talked about this, Whitney. So 
have you, f- f- first of all, I, this I was reintroduced to this item. It's the Retro Chip Tester Pro. Yeah, I think we have brought this up on the on the show before. Yes, I think it's been a couple years, and where I saw it is is one of the channels that shows up in my favorites is uh, Adrian's Digital Basement. Have you ever heard of Adrian's Digital Basement? I have not. No, Adrian does a lot of. Um, uh, he covers a lot of home computer, Commodore, early Apple, um, um, early console, uh, early IBM stuff, um, a lot of 80, x86, 286, uh, just just neat, neat stuff. Okay. All right? it's, yeah. re- it's definitely, even if that's not your jam, it's definitely worth the watch. You know, I, I you know, I came for the Commodore and I stayed for the IBM. Okay, fair I mean, enough. It was, yeah. it was, he, he is, he, he runs a really cool channel, really good production value. Definitely check out Adrian's Central Basement. Okay. So, um, he had acquired one of the Retro Chip Tester Pros. I think it's up to firmware version 20 at this point. Oh, and wow. I, okay. I vaguely remember us talking about it. And I remember, I know you got to get it as a kit. That is true. And um, and so we were talking, I know you standardized on something. What was it? They've it, With the blades that plug in to test uh, test RAM? Yeah, what it was, was the, uh, the Neolock. The Neolock. Yes. Yep. So I remember at the time I was like, this seemed like it was a, a longer road to get to the same point that a Neo lock would get you to. Yeah. Well, after I watched Adrian's video, it's like, I've got to have one of these things now. Oh, did you order one? No. And, okay. and that's another conversation. Okay. But so he, he runs, he runs it through its paces and I'm assuming that what I saw that really kind of sold it for me has been things that have added since we've last covered it. So not only is it testing scads of through-hole type RAM, yeah, it's testing uh, logic chips, 74 series logic chips. Yep. Uh, on the Commodore side... TTL and CMOS, I'm looking at the website. Are so, you? Yeah, it's, it's nuts. How, oh, it's... Man, cr- everything it's- that this supports is just nuts. Um, it's got adapters where it'll dump Atari or it'll dump Commodore sixty, uh, yeah, Commodore sixty four and like Vic uh, Vic twenty cartridges. I think Commodore sixty four it'll dump Atari twenty six hundred cartridges uh, with an adapter. It um, it will you can put the Commodore proprietary chips in it like the PLA handful things that are things that are logic, not analog, not like a SID chip, but it'll test them. Uh, the Commodore Mast ROMs, they, they have a different pinout than a typical ROM. It'll read those, tell you if they're good and what machine they go in, whether it's a disk drive or a 64 or whatever. But the thing, the thing, Whitney, that, I mean, I was like, man, they've improved this. But the thing that sold it for me is it will dump EPROMs. And not only will it dump EPROMs, but you can put the the checksum database from MAME oh. on the SD card. Oh, that the now, thing, now you're talking about something handy. And yes, yes. You could drop a, an EPROM in it, and it'll t- if if the checksums in MAME, it'll say Pac-Man five six F. Yeah. And so, wh- why is that important? So what I do is there. there's an old, old, old piece of software. And I say old, 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 because last time I checked, it wasn't updated. And it, it maybe it's been a couple of years since I've checked, but called ROM Ident. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. 
back in the day, you had to go through a, a pretty weird gyration to get the database, the list of checksums from the main project. And I think even since then, I think they've even revamped how they, I mean, like, honestly, I think it was five or six years ago, they revamped how they, how they organize their EPROMs. So I'm not even sure that database is available in the same format anymore. It's a good question. I've not, I've not looked into it in several years either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I set this up at my old house. Mm-hmm. So I set this up probably 12 or 13 years ago and I just copy it from computer to computer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the Ramadan just runs and there's not an install. And, and I, I just, I've done that for all these years. Yeah. I, and it, it serves my purpose because everything that I work on is going to be in there. Your yeah. classic games. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what what you have to do with Ramadan is you you take your EEPROM, you put it in in an, in an EEPROM programmer, however you get there, whatever EEPROM programmer of your choice is, you dump it, you save it to a file, then you drag that file into Ramadan, and it'll tell you what it is if it's in the database that it has, mm-hmm. yeah. or you. Um, you tell Ramadant to monitor a file and every time that file updates, it'll tell you what it is, if it knows what it is. And then when you dump it from your EEPROM programmer software, you just overwrite that file. And it, it works, it works very well, but it annoys the it annoys me after if I'm doing a bunch of them. Yes, I want to overwrite the file. Yeah. Well, then then that, where's Ramadan? It got hidden behind this, and it seems like a minor thing. Mm-hmm. But but, but con- it, it kills the workflow. Yeah, it, it kills the workflow. It's yeah. it's like I'm clicking a bajillion things. Yeah. And while I get the information, I, do all these ROMs work? Is this my problem potentially, or what are these ROMs? I get I get my answers. But it could be easier. Yeah. I and if I can have this thing that'll test, all, well, is this RAM bad? I don't, well, hey, is the EEPROM bad? I can do it all in one thing right here. Yeah. So now now being sold on it, that's the thing, because it looks like it's made by a gentleman in Germany. And his website has got an English translation, but it's not super clear. And as best as I can tell, there's just a contact form. There's not like a shop. There's a UK distributor, but they won't, they, they say on their site, they won't export. So, okay. okay. So there's gotta be a way to get this. I just haven't cracked the nut just yet. And I guess uh, what I'm going to have to come down to is I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have to just hit, hit up the contact form. I know this gentleman's, uh, uh, native languages in English, so I just ask him plainly, "Hey, yeah, as as simply as I can, so it doesn't confuse matters. How can I go out per- about purchasing this?" And now it's a build-up kit, so Adrian goes through. He he does it time lapse and then tells you any little pitfalls you ran into, like, "Well, hey, I had this capacitor, but I needed to put it this way so it would clear the screen and that kind of thing." But um, so you've got you you get the board and he has the firmware and then I looked at the bill of materials. There's nothing complex on the bill of materials. Okay. There's nothing esoteric. Uh, you should be able to get it all. And I mean, if I can find somebody that'll sell it to me, like that UK site, mm-hmm. I, they they offer them built and they I believe they also offer the 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 parts. You assemble it. Here it all is in a box. Yeah. Okay. Got it. it. Got it. I just got to find somebody in the U.S. that'll get that'll get it to me. Okay. 
but oh yeah uh, you, Whitney yeah you even if you fast forward through the build part just to get to the meat of it yeah you you've you've got to look at this thing. okay I will I'll, I'll definitely look at it now here here's the only thing that I think detracted me from this the first time that we talked about it and it's something that I read and I don't know if it's still the same way right now. No, it makes Julian fries. No, okay. This time. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it does that, then then it's sold. I, I don't think that there was um the best navigation button layout to like go back when you when you went into like a chip family or selected a chip and then if you wanted to uh, if you made a mistake and wanted to go back out and to walk the menu backwards, it, you didn't. The, the provisions for doing that were not really good, and so I don't know if that maybe has been improved in firmware or if they. I had read that there was a possibility that there was going to be a second hardware revision that added like a four directional D pad or four four buttons where you could easily just go back 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 and then walk yourself out of the menu. So this version has four buttons on it. I wonder if that's been implemented then. And so Adrian does talk about navigating the menus yeah and the only thing that i recall from watching the video that he, i'm going to watch this video for sure he he said that he had read that when you start navigate <coughs> pardon me yeah I, i'm so emotional over yeah it just chokes me yeah, up fair enough i get it it's uh, I mean, it's an exciting where piece that of hardware came from um, I know where it comes from. My beloved home state of Kentucky uh, is trying to kill me with it, it ex- allergies. It exacts a serious yeah. revenge for for no reason whatsoever. Um, he he was talking about like when you're navigating the seven thousand series. Like I want to test a, a seventy four one fifty six. Yeah, just navigating through, and he re- he realized, oh, if you hold down or whatever the motion was it'll jump 10 at a time Mm -hmm. and then at one point i do recall him saying and i don't remember the context though once you get here you hit this and it jumps you back okay so um and then the other thing at least the kit he's got wherever he got his parts set from instead of having straight push buttons the 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 not service mount the pcb mount buttons that he's got he's got has a longer stalk on them Uh so you can push them straight but they'll also toggle so you can just flip them like a toggle switch oh that's just to tap them yeah 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 okay good well then it sounds like there may be provisions then so from from what i had researched on this prior so i'll definitely look at this again yeah uh, check it out so i'm in I just need to figure out how to get one. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm in love with this thing. Okay. Well. Good. Yeah. Good. Well. I'm. I'm definitely going to give it another look. And uh, if if, anybody out there's got one, let us know what you think. And and if you're stateside, how'd you get it? How'd you get it? Yeah. Would love. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Hit us up with feedback on on the website. And Adrian's the best. Adrian's U.S. based. Uh huh. And uh, if I recall correctly. One of his listeners actually sent it to him. Oh, I see. And it's they sent it to. If you'll see it. He'll hold the box up. He they sent him the PCB and he sent him all the parts individually bagged. Oh wow! So he was set up. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. It, which was, I mean, I mean, also I know is he's got some awesome. I don't know. No one's ever sent me a retro tool. I just. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining, but yeah, I'm just saying. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, this is something we'll have to dig into for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I am so sold on this. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we definitely want to look at that. All right, so you got a revisit of something here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It is. Th- this is a, a revisit of the multi pack uh, t- 
topic, I guess is the best way to say this. So just a little bit of history. Go back in epi- go back to episode 97. We reviewed the what was quote unquote the current state of the multipack scene. Um, in episode 101, our last episode before this one, we learned that uh, listener of the show, Mike Thomas, um, he goes by any Mike on Clove. That's his handle. He reached out with some news that he's working on a brand new multi-pack kit that uh, that is going to have some features. Uh, multi-game, uh, the number yet uh, the number of games supported yet TBD. Uh, some features like auto start, a specific game, high score save for all the games, pause menu, and, and many more creature comforts and, and usability enhancements over current uh, multi-pack kits as of what we reviewed in episode 97. Well, little did I know, but Mike is part of the the Dell's Arcade Roundtable that we mentioned in the prior segment. And as we were wrapping up the broad, the YouTube broadcast, stayed on and talked with him for a little bit, and he informed me that he's continuing to work on the multi-pack kit. Uh, it's something that he's put a lot of time into, and he said that we should have some more um, some more info on the multi-pack kit after the first uh, after the first part of the year. Uh, hopefully, he'll have some test kits available, and Brent, we can get our hands on one oh, and, get, and give one. it a give it a test run. Okay, I, I, I'd love to put. I, I've got. I took. I mentioned this on the prior uh, uh, sec time we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, Part of my stuttering. I mean, this is my first podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got what is that, Whitney? Uh, not Super Pack. What's what's the marquee over there? I never can remember. Oh, it's a, it's a Pac Man Plus. Pac Man Plus. So yeah. I got Pac Man Plus in my cabaret. Yeah. Yes. Pac Man Plus. I, I've had a multi kit in it. I've had a Mike Doyle's kit in it, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I like it. But it's just it, it's too much it's when too, I have people over. Yeah, and and that's and that's what one thing that Mike. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that's one thing that he mentioned in talking to me is that he is trying to produce a quote, and I'm going to put air quotes around this, a user friendly multi-pack kit that, that has all the creature comforts, all the features that you would expect out of a modern kit. You know, pause, replay. Um, high score save and, and things like yeah, I'd that. I'd love to have it. Yes, exactly. So it it looks like it, it looks like this is something that will be well received when it is uh, you know eventually released. And the other thing that he mentioned, and he did clear me to say this, but I'm not going to get into all the information that he mm, provided. I was wondering when this was going to happen. Yes, but and he sh- and he showed this to me. He is working on a Fluke 9010 replacement. And that is uh, pod replacement and all. So, so in, will, in a modern version of the Fluke 92. So will, with pod support. Will the pod, is, is he going to make, is the interface the same so you can get his pods and use them on an, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, so here's the deal. Uh, all these years I've resisted doing this, but now I'm officially starting right here in front of you, Whitney. Uh-huh. A Christmas card list. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Exactly. I'm going to need his address. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's a lot of features that he's planning that he talked to me about that he asked that not to put them on the podcast at this point in time. So uh, out of respect for that request, I'm not going to go into that. But uh, but he did say oh that, that, I, that I could talk about that. So a modern version of the 9010A. So, so, so I've got yeah. a 9010A, but I don't have any of the key pods. And yeah. I've got them on my eBay searches. Yeah. And I just keep waiting to get, to get lucky. You know, every once in a while you get lucky. Yeah, but the problem and, and is we'll probably... You never get gr- lucky. You never get lucky no. and we'll grow old waiting on yeah. those pods. I mean, like, yeah. and I'm going to 
relate this back like I like my RC car collection. I've got some vintage. I don't have a I don't have a huge collection, but I've got a fair one. Yeah. I've got some vintage RC cars. Tamiya, Associated, Kyosho, and the ones I've I the a lot of the ones I've got, especially the Associated cars, I've got in the money because there's so many of them that move. You find you get lucky. You find the really nice car that for whatever reason no one pays attention to and it gets through and you get a good deal. Yeah. That that there's there's not a there, the the pods move but there's not that kind of volume. No, no there's, there's not. There's way more people looking for them than the, than the, they exist. And when they do go up, they're, they're thousands. They're so incredibly expensive. Yes. 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 For the Z80 ones, the uh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, all, oh my all, gosh. All of them. Yeah. The sixty five oh twos. All of them. And they're just they're just so so expensive. And honestly, at this point, if I can get a brand new re-engineered modern replacement, I just I mean, why use that? I know thirty year old, however yeah. old it is. Yep. Because then the only the only support that's out there is a mail is a mail list is, is a mailing list yeah, yeah. And, and, and and whatever you can find on Clove on KLOV yeah yeah, yeah seriously like, those they're just like to just to fix one uh huh so yeah yeah it and it's honestly it's the same with the you know it's the same with the data I/O equipment yeah well. it's just yeah I mean I know it's I know it's necessary but man what a what a burden of ownership that some of that older equipment truly is you know? yeah but anyway so so there's that i so i'm just going to park that there i need to follow up with mike uh, have a conversation with him around what he would be comfortable with us sharing and when and whenever he uh, approves anything then you will hear it here so it's the best way to say it um, Brent, before we get ready to close the show, I do have a couple of things in, in the old mailbag that I wanted to read through. Dig around fast. in there a little bit. Yeah, reach yeah, way down. <laughs> Just reach way down. Here, here's, here's the mailbag. Way down in that mailbag. I love giving Whitney the opportunity to do any kind of folding. Oh, work. it's it's the best in the world. It truly is. You know, <laughs> it uh, it's so endearing. It's so endearing. <laughs> I have to find this. Have you seen the meme? It's a black and white picture, and it's obviously a, f- a group of foley artists either doing a movie or a TV show. Uh-huh. And there's a guy with like the big sheet, like he does lightning. Yes, yeah. yes. And I there's have a guy seen, yes, in the background. I've seen that picture. There's a yes. guy in the background. You know, they've all got their things. Uh-huh. There's probably a guy with coconuts. Yeah, from, yeah. There's a guy in the picture, back of the ground with a revolver. Coconuts. And he goes, and it, it's captioned like, I was in a band. I played the gun. Because <laughs> it looks like a band. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> the gun. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, it's very um, barbershop quartet esque yes, of a yeah, picture. It's is what it is. Yes, it's been it's been years since I've seen it, but I, I have definitely yeah. seen it. Yeah, and you don't even see the dude holding the revolver till you read the. Uh, I, I it's played like, the, oh wow, that's there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had a guy that did that. Yeah, it's like Drew, shoot the gun. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know, and then he shoots the gun. Oh, it's my it's my time. Okay, I'll shoot the gun. Uh, 
Any, anyway, okay. Mailbag. Right. Mailbag. Okay, so the first the first one here is from listener Andrew. Uh, I'm going to call that uh, Hane. Hane. Yeah. Yes. And Andrew writes in. He writes, uh, Hi, chaps. Haven't heard from you in a couple of months now. And Well, Andrew, then now, now you know why. He says, I hope everything is good with you and your families. And Andrew, th- thank you for that. He says, Not sure if, if this has been asked before, but if you had to reduce your collection to just one arcade machine and what pinball machine what would it be or what would they be wishing you a merry christmas and a happy new year andrew from the uk all right very fair question so brent i'm i want you to go first on that if if you had to get rid of everything <laughs> so when you weren't gonna say yeah, that okay if you have to get rid of everything except one pinball machine and one arcade game what would make the cut so pinballs for the longest time the the machine that i would be buried in would be adam's and, is that still the case today? And I arm wrestle mentally with that for uh-huh. Ghostbusters, but uh, Ghostbusters is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen Ghostbusters Afterlife? Not yet, but oh, oh I have heard it is. It, it is, is wonderful. It is. It, it it. Is it the movie we've needed for the past yes. two years? Yes. yes, that's what I have heard. It, you've got. You, you did it bring a tear at any uh, point? It's it. Say yes. Yes. It gets good. Very good. Good. I want that. Yeah. I want that. And I mean, it to a degree. There's a little formula to it. Uh huh. That's to okay. A, to a degree, there's not. Yeah. Yeah. They pay you some fan service. I, I'm good but with they that. Leave some stuff. But I don't out want. There. But I don't want it all fan service. No, you no. know. Yeah. And um, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Oh, good. Yeah, I yeah, cannot I, wait to see it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, go go. Uh, yeah, good, good. If it, it let's put it this way, if it moved you to that degree, I'm in. I'm good. <laughs> I'm ready. You just called me a heartless. No, no not <laughs> no, at, not I, no, no, I, not at all. It, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You've got okay, good. And I, I, I saw it in a theater. I was somewhat discouraged that the theaters were still as empty as they were. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, I would definitely go and see it in a theater where you've got sound great and sound and you've got the experience you've got the environmentals yeah yeah i yeah and, yeah. and honestly it, it's on my list i want to go see it again okay before, I, I think it'll be in theaters for a while because there's nothing out yeah taking space there's yeah. there's just not not many movies out well i'm i'm running behind on my movies for sure um i have not seen shang chi i've not oh seen, i haven't seen that yet i want to see that. i, I yeah. definitely want to see that i've not seen that i didn't see black widow in the theaters i didn't uh, see that i want to see hawkeye uh, i know that's on disney plus that's have you on seen disney, the commercials for that yeah i've seen the commercials for that that looks good i like hawkeye is one of my favorites so. oh yeah yeah i like hawkeye and ant-man and, yeah yeah and uh and this this definitely qualifies but i tell you what, what i was very pleased with uh grace and i just recently wrapped up uh, a four movie theater stint um with uh did i say that correctly a four movie theater st- yeah okay all right just want to make sure I, I said that correctly with uh something called ghibli fest and or uh, ghibli fest i'm sorry ghibli fest i want to make sure that i said that correctly as well so have you are you familiar no with, idea with studio about. ghibli okay no. okay it's a japanese animation studio okay that 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 produces um anime definitely but what where i was going with that was probably some of the most beloved anime uh the world over okay and so this this is 
these are films, uh, feature-length films from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. And uh, what what was done is that this was part of what's called uh, a fath- fathom ticket or fathom t- event yeah. fathom, fathom tickets event. Yeah. yeah fathom event where they handpicked four studio ghibli films and then they brought them back to the theater my daughter is uh, my daughter loves the studio ghibli content i had never seen any of it and so her and i did that together and we really enjoyed that we did that over the past two months uh, three months actually because they did it every three weeks and so uh that was that was something that i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed doing with grace but uh that was also at we we prioritized doing that rather than going and seeing some of the newer movies so i'll have to play a little bit of catch up especially for ghost busters because i i do intend for us as a family that, to see that, that was a phantom events right uh fathom events fathom yes fathom, right yes so yes. yeah if you're stateside if you have never heard of fathom events definitely just it's fathomevents.com. oh yeah and just a fantastic organization for what they do so um they'll they will like whitney said they'll they'll pull older movies and mm-hmm. they'll do short runs in uh-huh. theaters nation limited numbers of theaters with limited showings that yeah. might only be for two or three showings yep but you can go in you know they might run Back to the Future or the uh-huh. original Ghostbusters. Yeah, or, or Citizen Kane. Or like I'm looking at now, On Golden Pond. On Golden Pond um, was coming up. Or they may run like some of the Hitchcock movies. Yes. Like if you're a fan of some of the Hitchcock titles, a year or so ago, they did Vertigo. They did... Um, Let's see. Rear, uh, yeah, Rear Window. They did. Um, it, they they also, ran North by Northwest. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, quite quite a bit of quite a bit of the more popular uh, Hitchcock titles. So, like, they'll also do. Um, they'll put. They'll broadcast in theaters other events mm-hmm. like things events that might be happening in person, whether yeah. it's a. Uh, uh, some sort of uh, uh, a religious event, inspirational event, some sort mm-hmm. of rally, some mm-hmm. sort. Of, they 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 cross a lot of lines. So yeah, I mean, they, they do. It's it's it, good stuff. It, it, yeah, just definitely check it out. And yeah. if you don't, it's kind of one of those that once you know it's there it's like oh my gosh well i I should go check this out and see what's playing this summer (laughs) yeah now i'm sitting here thinking about how did we get to fathom from from uh, andrew's question we went ghostbusters afterlife we we did ghostbusters the pen to ghostbusters afterlife to talking about movies to me talking about ghibli to talking about fathom to talking about here so if we rewind all of that would you would you would you still choose your atoms today? I think I'd choose the atoms. Would you? Okay, yeah, cool. I think oh, I, very cool. I, I really, really do. It that's, would be that's hard. One, that's the one that you'd keep. But I think I'd do that. All right. Because I mean, my my final calculation would be that was the first machine pinball that I went through end to end. Yeah. It and I just I love the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has and it has significance. It, it, I think there's it, significance to it. It has to significance it, to, to me. Yeah. Not only is just that game, but the game. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Now, what about on the arcade side? You know, I really, I, I'm looking around the game room, and I really, I really don't know. And, and when you, I honestly, get, arcade games are a harder pick. Yeah. Than pinball, they are. What I what I keep coming back to, and I know this is gonna this is might shock a lot of people, uh-huh. is that Gorf. Okay. And I just remember what I, I'm not I'm not very good at 
at any games. <laughs> but well, neither, I just remember honestly, as a child I. that I, f- I felt like I was just like the king of the world mm-hmm. when I got to the point where I could just make it through to the last rack yeah. and have the have the sh- you know the ship with the shield you got the it's yeah. got a shield yeah yeah oh yeah and, and, you, you, have to, to, and you have to bust through the shield yeah. yeah i just i just always felt that as a child i i, I liked the the control which is just the yoke the flight stick just like Sontron or satan's hollow it's the same stick just molded differently yeah um but i i remember that game in a couple venues and just playing that and feeling I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, oh, that's it, cool. You know, the, the a close second and honorable mention would be Time Pilot. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. If if I was going to answer the question, I would have to say, and I I don't feel that my pinball palette is as educated as yours from from a historical perspective because I didn't get into pinball until 2012 or so. But of the machines that I have, uh, I, I think I can I can speak for my entire family. It would be our, the Star Trek, our Star Trek would be the last one to go beyond a shadow of a doubt. Arcade games, it would definitely be uh, definitely be my Donkey Kong, <laughs> my, my my red Donkey Kong beyond Who a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but from but from an arcade perspective, the honorable mention would be my Zookeeper. That would be that would be the one that if something were to happen and my donkey kong fell on me and i got mad at it and threw it out a window then i would immediately turn my affection towards my zookeeper mm-hmm. and that that would be the honorable mention so andrew uh that's that's where we're at <laughs> <laughs> thanks for writing that's in a, though that's Certainly. a thinker yeah, yeah. It, it is it's a thinker it's 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 a good one you, you know? know what that'd be interesting to re- revisit that in a year to see if it, it would change. see if anything like what's your changed. favorite game yeah you know what i what i'm what my what my answer is when i'm asked what my favorite game is yeah any game that works yeah uh, that's true that's true <laughs> and, and you know something here here's the thing um a, a few people may may ask well whitney what about what about your sky skipper and it's like I, fair question but because i had no um nostalgia for skyskipper and it was so late in the it was so late in in i guess kind of my arcade career so to speak i don't really qualify that as that uh, yeah. you know that 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 it doesn't have a place in your heart it doesn't yeah. have that place in my heart now it'll it, now that being said it'll never leave the family but but when I think about what has that thirty and thirty five year ties into my psyche, just just like what you're talking about with yours, mm-hmm. that's why I answer the way that I do. Yeah. Now this next one is a uh, what I'm going to call a a correction. Okay, by listener Ian H. And Ian writes in, and he says. Uh, Hi, guys. I was just listening to episode 101. This is not intended to be a criticism or intended to make you feel bad. But hopefully, like yeah, I said, yeah, well, and as I read this, I, I'm the one, yeah, oh, I'm the yeah, one I, who made the statement here. So he said, hopefully you will read this as as good intention. We do. I'd be yeah, silly for, for sure. Yeah. In your conversation about Dutch pinball, there was a comment that went something like, oh, they're still around. They're still alive and they're shipping pinball. And I, I remember I was the one who made that comment. Okay. Because I, I, I think that. I asked, hey, are they even yeah, around? Yes. And I'm the one who gave a, a colorful answer like that. Okay. Okay. So that was me. He said, although you were talking about the company, 
company. I found it unfortunate due to the fact that Jap, I think I'm saying that right, J-A-P, Jap, one of the co-founders of Dutch Pinball, died of cancer earlier this year, and he Ooh. and he left the uh, the link to the announcement on Facebook. Again, this is informational. Thanks for the show. So I do want to stand uh, corrected and uh, apologetic for that because I when I when I said that it was in it was retort to your question I, the 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 thought about jap in that scenario never entered my mind so uh for that i i am apologize i, I do apologize uh yeah an unfortunate choice of words no doubt but i was totally referring to the company so yeah so was i yeah and, um i from a company perspective i i, I just heard remembered conversations about not being able to get parts yeah um was it was it them that i think that they had some machines tied up in manufacturing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they they did the manufacturer changed the cost structure on them or something to that effect i can't because i i i not to sound insensitive here in the bigger picture, but I know that there were several companies that were kind of up and down right around that same period. Yeah, like the hi- Highway was one of highway them as was well. One. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exa- yeah. And um, so I, I just remember stories from on, on other podcasts um, where I think the Pinball Podcast. No, 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 no. Who? I've, I've, I can't even remember which podcast that, but there's a there's a gentleman that that was a co-host on a show and he's out of southern indiana okay and uh, um he worked and i'm trying to even remember uh i actually sold the gentleman that owns the arcade uh, a game a couple years ago he came down to louisville and bought a space invaders for me all oh, this is just escaping me right now yeah. but it's a, it's a arcade that's up in southern up uh, somewhere in mid actually middle indiana i keep okay. saying southern indiana this is getting worse and worse by this we can take my shovel <laughs> i keep digging a hole here but anyway he had uh i'll remember his name i can picture his card uh, right uh, now. after after we wrap because yeah, yeah. he had a very unique card because he also they also owned a he the he also owns a liquor store okay. and i had his card and it had wine bottles on it okay but um nonetheless interesting combination but uh, yes um, nonetheless um they had a I, i'm fair if i'm remembering correctly he th- he had a, a a big lebowski from dutch okay and had to take it off the floor because of parts availability and they were having issues with the pc in it i see and it was all bogged up into what ended up happening with the company as a whole so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well it's it, it, it is unfortunate um that that i that i guess i didn't reference that well did completely. you even know that this no, I, I did. I did not. I, I I had to go back and and read this Facebook post, and then that's when that's when it, I guess it dawned on me that that had transpired, and so I, you know, just in all honesty, I hadn't really kept up that much with with Dutch pinball to that degree outside of just the game itself, the the you know, the Big Lebowski game. Just I hadn't really gotten into the into the 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 inner you know the the hithers and the throws of what was going on with with Dutch from a personnel perspective. But uh, yeah, I certainly uh, certainly stand stand uh, stand up and say uh, apologize for 
for for the wording on that because a hundred percent unintentional, but uh, certainly uh, certainly understand how how that was construed. And I'm probably going to make a big mistake here, but I have it in mind that maybe that J is pronounced. We pronounce it. Yeah, maybe like yop. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, that's what just popped in. Very very well could be. It might. it, It very well could be yop. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I, well, I, I have and, to and you know And maybe I slaughtered the name horribly, even trying to apologize. And if that's the case, then there's that. Well, I, 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 I'd have to actually play. Let's see if I can. Yeap. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yap. Yap. Yap or yape. Okay. This is, I hear yeah. Yay. Yap. It. Yeah, it's it's got more of a yeah sound okay. to it. Okay, fair, fair in, enough. In our English, yes, so. fair enough. Well, uh, that that could, <laughs> but yeah. Again, maybe you, I maybe take, I butchered the apology. Maybe How maybe about you that? and I should just trade shovels. Yeah, there <laughs> That's we go. What we're doing. <laughs> fair enough. So, uh, so anyway, so that's the mailbag. We'll close it on that note. <laughs> on that note, yeah, before we get any deeper. Before it, before it goes any deeper, so yes. So, little news, uh, just, yeah. just a quick note here, Louisville Arcade Expo has announced it's going to happen this year. Okay, good. So, um, I, we didn't stick it in the show notes yet. Let me, uh, let me look here real quick, and I can get the dates for you. Um, March 11th through the 13th here in wonderful Louisville, Kentucky. So uh, Whitney and I, I, unless the creek rises, we're going to be there. That's yeah. the plan. Yep. So uh, we have, uh, I've been in touch just a little bit with uh, with Corey and uh, I haven't had an opportunity to really kind of, to, to kind of really get with him as of late here but ideally we can get Corey and joe on the january show we'll just have to see how schedules go and get the lay of the land and as much as they can announce publicly uh and, and bring that to you but yeah everybody make plans to be here in louisville uh the 11th through the 13th and if for nothing else you can check out uh my long hair <laughs> <laughs> well if, if that's not a draw i don't know what, I don't is. Know what is yeah it, you know make place your bets now will i have a goatee or not or a biker beard yeah. I, I don't know all but, all our options <laughs> so it's all, it's all uh, easy top beard might be a better uh, visual for those that if that makes more sense if you can turn that crank between now and then that's going to be impressive, <laughs> that's be impressive. That, that'll be impressive i'll say that one thing that i did want to mention brandon and i i am curious about this just based around your exposure to these games you know stern's pinballs machines on location at rec yeah, bar or whatever i'll go ahead and tell you i'll just cut to the stuff falls off of them yeah fair enough <laughs> uh you know there's been a fair amount of news that has transpired you know during our hiatus i guess or during the the lapse in shows and not going to dig into all of that but there there are two there are two items that i did want to ask you about have you been exposed to any of the machines yet that have the stern insider kits yeah godzilla's yeah. i I th- every the ones i've seen have them so yeah. i'm assuming they all are shipping with them yeah the, as i understand it all, all new spike two games as the license permits are um are shipping with them i think godzilla shipped with them from the, from day one if i'm not mistaken and you can get kits for everything back right uh for 
you will eventually be able to get kits for all the Spike 2 titles going back. Yes, I, I don't think they've all been uh, released yet, but a lot of, I think there's nine or maybe ten that are that are announced as quote-unquote available for, for uh, distributors. I'm sorry, for on-location So installs. I wonder, um, what was after Ghostbusters? Because that was the first Spike 2, right? WW. No, that was before. That, that was, was the first before. Spike game. Oh, that, that's right. And then Ghost, Ghostbusters was... I thought it was the last DMD game, if I'm not mistaken. WWE was a DMD game, but uh-huh. it was the first Spike game. Yes, and correct. then the, the the oh go well Ghostbusters. Uh, it, it, what am I thinking? Is it's a Spike game, but it does. Uh, I think it. Oh, gr- does WWE uh, Premium and Up have a small display in it? They like have a the, small display in the ring, in the wrestling ring. So on that's the, where on the, the play spike, field. That's where the air quote spike video capabilities are used, just like in the ecto goggles on Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, that's how I understand they're spike it. ones. Yeah, they are spike ones. So yes. I guess where, where I'm ultimately getting to here, yeah, down my esoteric. I, I think it's road. I think it's Aerosmith and above. Okay, to answer the question. Well, um, the newer games, the aprons are plastic. Even so, on the premiums and even on the premiums, I don't know. Okay, but the Godzillas I've seen, their pros uh-huh. have and, plastic and aprons. Plastic yeah, aprons. Th- that's that. That makes sense. And same thing with like the you know I know um, uh, Mandalore was it? Yeah, Mandalorian definitely has a plastic apron. Yeah, but, so, is, but is it a pro or a premium or do you know? Pro. Yeah, it's a pro. Yeah, I think all the pros have plastic aprons and the premiums and LEDs uh, have metal. So where if you've got an an air an, I keep we keep air quoting yeah. during the show we yeah. get on a trope and we stick with it yeah if you've got a metal aproned game I'm assuming that if you buy the kit you get one of those and I'm going to call them funky you get one of those funky plastic aprons I, I'm not a fan of them no no you don't get an you don't get a plastic apron you get an insert for um you get an insert for one of where one th- of the cards go? Um, yes, it, oh. it's the tri- it's the triangle it's the triangle apron card on the right hand side. Oh, so you okay? So you don't. And for those that don't know what we're talking about, you've got a camera on like on Godzilla. Yeah, on the I, right side of the apron. Yeah, and that triangle that's the upper right wedge it's of like the a, apron. It's like an insert. Yeah, there's a hole cut out, yes. a square hole. And there's a camera there. Yeah. If I, then, I, think, I think it's an hour scan. I think it's like a scan. To read a QR code. Yeah, to read a QR code. Phone. Yeah, exactly. So I assumed it was a camera. Yeah. So um, that's what logs you into the system, and then you can play your game and track your game and yeah. whatever. I was just curious if, if at RegBar they have got the insider connected. Connected? And and it is logging people in as they're playing the games and they're getting the achievements and and that th- and that type of detail. So there's a there's a gentleman that comes in and I'm actually going to have to get Wayne's information, but basically he he runs he supports pinball a lot and he runs okay. a lot of tournaments throughout the city. Okay. At various venues, including uh, J Town and New Albany Rec Bar. Okay. And then he'll also come in and and like make sure games are updated and just help and and 
help keep things rolling. Yeah. And it also supports the it supports the venue and supports the tournament. So sure. it's very yeah. symbiotic. Yeah. Uh J Town, if memory serves, is hooked up and running, but uh, I don't believe the one at New Albany is. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I was I was just curious. Have you registered for I have not. Okay. I, All I, right. I, you know and you know why I haven't do tell don't care <laughs> oh that we need a hashtag for that don't we i don't care yeah fair <laughs> enough all right fair enough no i was i was just curious because i mean it's it, it is new it is uh, I, I think, that, but I think the, it's, that's me i just yeah. i don't yeah, yeah I, I get that i'll sit down i'll play a game here and there and then i might not play a game on on, on a modern machine for a month yeah it's just there's yeah. no there's no i understand what they're doing and it i'm not i'm not picking on it i just it doesn't it's not for me yeah okay fair yeah. enough yeah fair enough and um i did want to uh i did want to mention though and you brought this up at the at the first part of the show about the stern's price increases and we had i think we had mentioned this uh, a couple of times prior episodes there was one increase that was going to as i understand it cover the cost of the insider connected kit through the end of this year and i believe at the beginning of next year we're going to see a material increase of over a thousand dollars per game i brent for that i surely hope that somebody at reg bar is keeping notes on on all of the issues that they run into and is getting that information back to stern in one way shape or form well a, f- a few things I, here and I, there. Ho- I hope a few things here and there i've i've been known to maybe send off to people that i know yeah and i'll just leave it at that fair enough um I, actually i would kind of be interested to know if some of the contacts we've made because you know we have no one's been out for two years and everyone's lost touch yeah that's true i'd be kind of interested to know uh who's kind of got that customer outreach role at stern now yeah but then again i don't know i'm just i i I hate to be the glass half full type person here yeah or uh uh, yeah um which 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 is the pessimist glass glass half empty half empty thank you yeah i hate to be the glass half empty type person here but everyone's yammered about the the cheap switches that they put on every saucer and on every vuk uh vuk mm-hmm. by the way yeah. this is a very family-friendly show yeah exactly that's, yeah I, I, that's not my speech pattern yeah but uh, for i don't know how many games 10 12 games and they they, they still haven't replaced that and i mean the even bef- even outside of the the flipper uh, sleeve issue with Godzilla, uh, it just the flippers just you open up a new stern now, and it's just full of metal gold and silver glitter where the f- flippers are just eating themselves. You turn around and put a brand new take a brand new stern and go to Marco and buy a rebuild kit, put it in it, vacuum it out, and you don't see that dust is gone. Hmm. You know, ne- ne- never to return. Not, not that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know, and, and I, I just, and that's not a new problem. <laughs> that much is for sure. So, and, and, yeah. I, and I, honestly, I'm going to go back to, uh, they're still selling games. People are buying games, and they don't, they don't have a reason to fix it. Yeah. So why fix it? Yeah. Until well, they have a reason. So. Ho- hopefully that information could make its make its way back and help support that but yeah it's 
it, it's it's been an interesting turn of events there with with how Stern is positioning themselves in the market and with with the price increases. I'm I'm certainly not happy about it at, at all, but I, I don't think I don't think a lot of people are. So, well, Distribu- I think you know, distributors, uh, operators, or otherwise. Yeah, uh, and this this one I can like I said this one I can in my in my brain forgive mm-hmm. I, I i can sit and complain all day long if i don't feel that you're getting value for money and i'm not seeing the reason that they're increasing prices and they're you're they're pulling metal aprons and going to the to, to bent plastic aprons you can t- you can look at the apron and tell it's it's die cut on the machine it's heated and bent over a form mm-hmm. it's not even plastic injected you know um I, I, you know, I agreed with, I thought actually it was like, why didn't they do this forever ago? Even Williams, why didn't they do this the way they Stern does their head now? The bolts are external. It's two tabs on the back. You stand the head up. You don't have to take the glass out. You don't have to do any of that stuff. I was like, this is genius. Yeah. That kind of, that cut cuts costs and makes sense. Yeah. I'm even kind of on board with the way the lock bars are held in. Yeah with what i don't know what the proper term is but it's the same latches that are on control panels in arcade games that makes sense you don't need that crazy mechanism and all that i get that yeah all the other stuff you know there's a lot of other stuff that i that i highly question yeah and it's like especially the durability pieces like i just mentioned where's the value for money but this last go around i mean i think i mentioned earlier Craft is announced first year all their products are going up it's either 20 or 30 percent everybody's doing it mm. and especially the, the 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 american companies because the, the just the way that we're the way that we're we have to be running our economy right now and how we're in uh, inflation is just going nuts so this one i give them a big pass on because everybody's it's going to be everywhere yeah any anyway yeah there's my there's my rant fair enough fair enough and i will say this uh just real quick before we close out the show i did want to say a personal thank you to everyone who reached out uh far and wide and i'll leave it at that asking about whether we were okay after the tornadoes hit western kentucky this past week so or weekend so thank you for that not to not to appreciate it yeah not to put a, a time bound item here in the in the show notes, but I did want to certainly say that, and our, you know, our, our thoughts are with everybody affected there, no doubt. Yeah, Whitney and uh, my area, we got super lucky. We, we oh, basically yeah. threaded the needle. We we threaded the needle because the um, the, the 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 storm corridor was over two hundred miles long, and that could have easily had just been pointed right over to us yep. and walked the corridor. And we, who, know, who knows what would yeah, have happened? We we got some serious weather, but yeah, we we dodged dodged by a bullet. grace of God. And we dodged a major a bullet. bullet. Yeah, so. yeah, we dodged a bullet, and there are others in uh, that did not. And like I say, yeah, there's there's parts of Western Kentucky that were just wiped completely off the map. So it's a uh, it's very 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 sad. So, but uh, yeah. Thank you for everybody who reached out. Uh, no doubt. We appreciate it. So, Brent, that is episode number what? 102. 102, baby, in the can. So, thank you for everybody who stuck with us. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly uh, apologize for a bit of the roller coaster ride there. Uh, but, you know, like we say, uh, these episodes are life and, and life feeds into these episodes. So, that's, that is 
how, how we do it. So we will uh, we'll certainly wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, this should be out before the Christmas holiday. So we hope that everybody is well, enjoys their time with their family and friends. And we'll look forward to catching everybody, hopefully on a much, much lighter note after the first of the new year. How about that? So, Whitney, let me tell everyone where they can find us. And actually, I have gone to our uh, newly revamped website mm-hmm. to get the list here. And we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Blueberry, Pod, Podchaser. Yeah, I, Podchaser. I've, I've never I've never heard of Podchaser. But. Uh, and and uh, Deezer. <laughs> yeah. So in these, I know Whitney, you'd gone through, and there's one here called the Podcast Index. And I know yeah. you had gone through and, and kind of refreshed your knowledge here as to what the the, the big podcast aggregators were. And that's yeah. where these have come from. It, it is. I think if there's one that I may pull, it's Deezer, because that I, I just don't know how relevant that is any longer. But... Uh, I submitted and and it was it was approved. I'd had to go back. I would have to go back and look at how many were actually pulled through that service. But I, I doubt it. I mean, many, I just quite I mean, honestly, I mean, if just we can just say hey on a t shirt, hey we're also on Deezer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah we're on I mean, Deezer too. It's, yeah. it's better than being on Gozer or something. You know, because you know, <laughs> or Hoser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check us out. If you're listening to us now, you've probably picked us up on one of those uh, locations. But of course, you can also get the MP3 right off of our website as well. That's right. And we can be found social media at facebook.com slash broken token, Twitter at broken token, and of course our website, brokentoken.com. And until next month, we thank everybody for listening. And uh, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. We, we really appreciate it. And until then, keep your quarters clean and game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. Since Whitney is my dad, I'll be nice and get on to the closing business. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast.brokentoken.com or use the contact page on the podcast website. You can call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528 and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash brokentoken. Brett and Whitney are always posting up new content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and just about any other podcast directory you can think of. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review wherever you found the show as the reviews help us in search rankings and visibility. Once again, thanks for listening, and as my dad always says, keep your quarters clean and game on.
life happens and life is real and we're all just people at, at the end of the day i wanted to talk about my dad and uh and and just say that uh that uh, papa love you <laughs>